showing concerns about his behaviour in the town last year. Here's Matt Lockwood. The Independent Police Complaints Commission says a police constable and three sergeants have been served with the additional gross misconduct notices. It relates to the matter of conferring in the hours following Mr Briggs's death after he was taken ill at Luton Police Station. Official guidance tells officers not to speak with others before making their accounts of what happened. A 49-year-old man is being treated in hospital for serious injuries after being hit by a lorry in Great Missenden in Buckinghamshire. The accident happened yesterday morning on the A413 Aylesbury Road. More than 100 people have died while waiting for an organ transplant in beds, hearts and bucks in the past five years. The figures come from the NHS Blood and Transplant Service, which wants more of us to sign up to the organ donor register in the run-up to Christmas. Nearly 300 people in the three counties are currently waiting for a transplant. A Hertfordshire head teacher says she wants a crossing installed outside her school to keep her pupils safe. Children are having to dodge cars and minibuses on Bowling Green Lane in Buntingford. The situation was made worse recently with the disappearance of yellow lines. And Hertfordshire's Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton has been named BBC Sports Personality of the Year. The 29-year-old from Stevenage is the first Briton to win the F1 title more than once since Sir Jackie Stewart in 1970. Accepting the award, Hamilton said he was speechless. I want to say a big thank you to the fans, to to my family, to my team. You know, it's been an amazing year. I really felt your support. I always say we win and we lose together because I feel your love when you come around to all these races. And (laughs) I feel so proud to to carry the Union Jack. and, And really, I hope that I can continue to make you proud alongside all these greats. Thank you so much. And the weather, cloudy this morning, sunny spells this afternoon, maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius, 46 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, sports. Hang on. Sports. Hang on, sorry. Hang on. Sports Personality of the Year? Are you kidding me? Opening the doors on the biggest advent calendar in beds, hearts and bucks. Let's see who's behind door number 15. David Priva. My best Christmas memories? Lying in bed as a child on Christmas morning, in the dark, wide awake, and then looking through the darkness to see if there was anything that Santa had delivered at the end of the bed. And one year he bought me a bike, and I can still remember reaching out with my toes and feeling the spokes of the tyres on that bike and knowing that Santa that year had delivered. Building up to Christmas with BBC Three Counties Radio. Just one... I'm Sports Personality of the Year? Lewis Hamilton, who I don't know if you heard from that clip, has, has, well, let's be generous and say no personality whatsoever. Sweet Lord. There's more personality in a, in a... The shoe than there is in Lewis Hamilton. I want to thank all my fans because when I win, you win, and when I lose, I. No, 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 no. 
He said the best day of his life was when he'd won the um, the Grand Prix for the second time. He slept with a pussycat doll. He's saying the best day of his life was when he drove a car fast. He slept with a pussycat doll. Jeez. You hear me, Justin? Boss, I hear you. I've met Lewis, and when I met him, I was like, Lewis, come on, cheer up, son. You're driving fast cars. You're going out with a pussycat doll. Life is good. Get a smile on your face right now. And, Justin, can I just check, are those the views of you or the BBC? Uh, the BBC. Thank you very much indeed. Morning, guys. We'll get to, to Justin in a bit. This morning's menu is written by Scott on Twitter. Thank you, Scott. Rap, up, up, up. It's the Lee Meister General coming at ya from the beds, the hearts, and indeed the bugs. Wallop! He then goes on to say in another tweet, why is that called a menu, though? It doesn't make any sense. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Sick notes off. So everyone's moved up a seat. So Kelly Betts is now Catherine Boyle. Hello. (laughs) And Claire is now Kelly Betts. Sorry. There we go. Don't apologise. Don't apologise. It's nothing to apologise for. It, 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 it could be worse. Kelly, you're producing the show. That worries me greatly because I'm going to... Can I speak openly with you? Of course. You're an idiot. Thank you. You're welcome. Just... Mm. Morning, boss. Yes, I know. This is a very odd mm. show. Mm. Look, Kelly's turning the television on now. Mm. That seems to be her... Yes. Uh, so, ju- uh, I may need a little bit more help than usual, Just, to, to paper over the cracks. Listen, you just lean on me, baby. Would you help... Would you help me paper over Kelly's cracks? Not a problem. Okay, that's good news. Uh, but again, I, I say to you, Justin, yeah. Sports Personality <laughs> of the Year. I don't think it quite means that. Well, what does it? Why is it? What is it? Why? Do, what? It should be Sports Achievement of the Year because some people who win these awards, i.e., Lewis Hamilton, I know he's local. I know he's vocal yeah. in some parts, but um, um, let's be brutally honest. He hasn't got much of a personality. And your first ever day working at Three Counties Radio, yeah. he of course was on the programme. Wasn't I was he? talking to him live. I said, "So, David Beckham, what do you think? Should he play for the England team at the Olympics?" Well, it's not really my decision. You have to speak to uh, <laughs> the authorities about that. No, Lewis, what about you? Tell me your thoughts, but he wouldn't, of course. Yeah, if you called it Sporting Hero of the Year, mm. the, sp- the BBC Sporting Hero of the Year Awards, then, yeah, OK, fine, I'll, I'll give you that, but it, it, it can't be called Sports Personality. It should be called Sports Non-Personality, but uh, Sports Achiever. Justin, I will come to you in a second. I'll have a bit of this first. <laughs> This'll wake you up, suckers.
That's a that's a long way round, Justin, to getting to the question to the listeners today. Have you ever fallen in love with someone you shouldn't have fallen in love with? Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Brilliant phoning. It's a that's good one, isn't it? Classy, yeah. Well, maybe we'll take that to the streets. You've got a busy morning this morning, Just. Yeah, yeah. Lots bear with to an do. Asbo. Yeah, bear with an asbo. Ever fallen in love with someone you shouldn't have fallen in love with? And uh, some slightly more serious stuff. Let's let's crack on with this. Four Bedfordshire police officers, currently under investigation over the death of a Luton man in custody, have been served with additional gross misconduct notices. 39-year-old Leon Briggs died after being held following concerns about his behaviour in town last year. The Independent Police Complaints Commission says the gross misconduct notices relate to the matter of the officers conferring. So basically, the coppers had a chat in the hours following Mr Briggs's death, contrary to the College of Policing's guidelines. Well, Justin, you've been looking into this one. Uh, mm. Latest twist in an investigation that's been going on for well over a year now. Absolutely. Um, back in November 2013, seven members of Bedfordshire Police, they were suspended by the IPCC um, as the investigation began. All were interviewed under criminal caution by investigators on suspicion of a range of offences. Now, these included gross negligence, uh, unlawful act of manslaughter and misconduct in a public office. Last month, we were told that a member of staff was no longer under criminal investigation. Well, since then, over the weekend, uh, the IPCC revealed that four of those officers, a police constable and three sergeants, they've been served with additional gross misconduct notices. Basically, as you mentioned in the introduction, they stand accused of conferring on the day that Leon Briggs died, contrary to guidelines set out by the College of Policing. Okay, so what do they say, these guidelines? Well, regarding deaths in police custody, officers are told they should not confer with others before making their accounts of of what happened. Uh, The guideline says it's important that they individually record what their honesty held belief of the situation was. Uh, It goes on to say if, however, uh, in a particular case, they need to confer on other issues if they arise in order to ensure transparency and to maintain public confidence, officers must document the fact that this has taken place, uh, which includes highlighting the time, uh, the date, the place, or where the conferring took place, the issues discussed, with whom, uh, the reasons for such discussion as well. So they must be noted. Now, I know that We've uh, had no response from Beds Police, and all of this comes off the back of criticism that this investigation is taking far too long. Yeah, it is taking far too long. A lot, a lot of people have said that. 
um, you've been talking about that on the programme. Uh, recently, the Luton MP, South Gavin Shuka, um, said it was dragging on unnecessarily. Uh, the Police and Crime Commissioner for Bedfordshire, Ollie Martin, said that this is frustrating uh, and this case could end up costing the taxpayers almost half a million pounds in pay for the suspended officers. So clearly a concern that uh, this is dragging on for, for far too long. And for those of, uh, who aren't familiar with the story or may have forgotten it, just, just remind us briefly just what happened to Leon Briggs. Yeah, Leon Briggs, he died after being held following concerns about his behaviour in the town last year. In November 2013, members of the public raised the alarm uh, when they became worried about Mr Briggs' behaviour. Uh, that was in Marsh Road in Luton. He was detained under the Mental Health Act and was taken to Luton Police Station. He became ill in custody and was taken to the Luton and Dunstable Hospital, where he later died. OK, well, we'll be talking about this throughout the show. Justin, you are off to Shefford now. Is that right? Yeah, I'm off to Shefford. Um, there's something in the sun today. Um, you've picked up on this. Mm. Apparently, there is a bear in Shefford, uh, which is making a few noises, and uh, this six-foot bear has been given... Wait for it, guys. An ASBO. Beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. Justin, we'll speak to you later on. Lots to talk about already. You can call in about any of the stuff we've mentioned, but also sports personality of the year. And have you ever fallen in love with someone that you shouldn't have fallen in love with? Call me now, 08459-455-555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Having a look at the speed sensors, things are moving well at the moment. In Roxton on the A1 Great North Road, there are the roadworks gone around the Black Cat roundabouts. That's not causing any delays at the moment, but it could do later on. In High Wycombe, things are moving well on the A40 Oxford Road in both directions, although there are the roadworks in between uh, Oxford Street and Temple Street, so expect delays there. In Palmer's Green, the A406 North Circular is starting to look a little bit busy between the Clockhouse Interchange and Bounds Green Road. Having a checkup on the motorways on the cameras and things are moving well on the M1, uh, the A1M, the M25 this morning, no problems reported so far. No delays reported either on the trains. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 6.16, it's Monday the 15th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A major security operation is underway in Sydney in Australia, where a number of people are being held hostage in a cafe by at least one armed man. Four Bedfordshire police officers currently under investigation over the death of a Luton man in custody have been served with additional gross misconduct notices. And more than 100 people have died while waiting for an organ transplant in bed, hearts and bucks in the past five years. See Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... The wickedly funny Anne on, on Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> do, do you know who the real Anne is? Great guests. Yes, the real Anne is an amalgam of all these things. We're all multifaceted. Jasper Carrot's career spans five decades. And then you had to wear a bow tie and you had to do jokes about silly Irishmen and, and, and mother-in-laws. John Cleese is eating his microphone, aren't you, John Cleese? Delish. Great music. Ow! In fact, I don't even think it had the horn part then. Great conversation. I always have said throughout my career, you know, you get me on board, I'll give you 100%. Have you still got it, Billy Ocean? Well, the audience seems to think I have. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12, on BBC Three Counties Radio. Here's a tune. Early in the morning, she hitched a ride down the Louisville. 
rolling on to a hundred dollar bill Dressed herself like a Cajun queen in New Orleans, baby Yeah, she looked good like a lady Do it to me, James Only two of the mamas and papas could actually sing, and one of them isn't John Phillips. But the other one was Mama. Yes. You just asked me a very uh, upsetting question, considering you're into music. Mm. Would you like to ask the listener the question you asked me? You're wearing a T-shirt. Yep. It says Sparks. Sparks. Pictures of two men. I said here were Sparks. Hey. Now, if you haven't signed up for organ donations, what's your beef? Are you chicken, or are you scared of being a lamb to the slaughter? More than 100 people have died while waiting for an organ transplant in beds, hearts and bucks in the past five years. That's according to the NHS Blood and Transplant Service. It wants more of us to sign up to the organ donor register in the run-up to Christmas. Well, nearly 300 people in the three counties are currently waiting for a transplant. Joined now by Trish Collins, who's a specialist nurse in organ donation for the NHS. Morning, Trish. Good morning. How so, are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. What proportion of people are on the organ registry then? Well, there's just over a third of uh, the UK are on the organ donor register, so we have some way to go to get um, everybody else on there. Do these campaigns work? Because we we seem to be talking about this every five or six months on this show. Do, do, do you? Is there? A, do people kind of sign up for it after these campaigns? Oh no, yes, yes, they do. We always see an increase in the number of registrations after every campaign, and the. There are more people going on every time we talk about it, but as I said, I think what happens is we just put it off and don't want to talk about it and don't 
wanted to go onto the open door and register for the moment. Because the company. thing is, it take, it, it, it's dead easy. I, I signed up, um, uh, probably the first time we talked about it, about two years on this show, while I was talking to the guest. It took 30 seconds online. Yes, yeah, no, it takes like less than a minute to do. Very, very, very easy. So I'm hoping as people are listening to us, they'll do the same as you did earlier. How long are, are people uh, typically waiting for organ transplants? It, it really depends. We have people that are waiting 10, 15 years possibly for a kidney transplant, and there's some people that go on the list and get a kidney transplant within um, a few months. So it really, really depends. But as you said earlier, sadly, some people are dying on the transplant list before they get that call, and this is our opportunity to do something about it. Trish, if you come across... Cause I, I, I know that a member of my team is uh, happy for everything of hers to be taken, um, uh, apart from her eyes... Some people are a bit funny about certain parts of their bodies, aren't they? Yes, some people are. Some people hold significance to the eyes um, and, and don't want to donate. And, you know, you're, you're allowed to choose what yeah. you would like to donate. But why, why do people have that kind of fear around certain parts? It's, it's odd, isn't it? Because, uh, listen, when I'm dead, take what you want. I don't, I don't really mind if it helps someone. Yes, and, and I would be the same as, same as you, but you know, some people just feel that well, the eyes are you know, maybe the windows to somebody's soul or that's what they're used to seeing on mm. a daily basis. So it, it really depends, but you know, people need to think that they do have a choice. So if they don't want to donate the eyes, they don't have to, but there are other organs, their kidneys and their liver and pancreas they could donate instead. So this is, have I got this right, this campaign's called the Christmas List Campaign? Yes, it is. And, how, and if people want to get involved or, or, or sign up, what do they have to do? Well, really, the message of this campaign is that we get people to talk about organ donation. Signing up onto the organ donor register is important but we really want people talking about it because what I find in my job is some people sign up to the register but actually never have that conversation. Um, and it, am I right in thinking that uh, I could sign up but if, my wa- if I die and my wife doesn't want bits of my body taken, she can overrule that? Uh, well, we'd hope, like to think that she wouldn't. No, I, I, I mean, my wife wouldn't, but, the, but that, that's right, isn't it? The, the, the... Uh, well, we, we would speak for the family at right. length and talk about your wishes, but if they were really adamantly against it, yeah. then we probably wouldn't. So that's ahead. why it's important to have these conversations. Yes, it's very important that you tell your, your loved ones what you want to do when it comes to donation when you die. Trish, I wish you the very best of luck. It just seems like a no-brainer to me. Trish Collins, a specialist nurse in organ donation. It seems like a no-brainer. Why would you not? Uh, and yeah, it's, uh, Kelly Betts doesn't like doesn't like the idea of her eyes being taken, which seems a strange one to me. Oh wait, what, what's the number here? Yes, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Right now, everyone just tune in to the story about Rudolph the Reggae Reindeer. You know, see. Right. Rudolph the Reggae Reindeer had a very shiny nose. If you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They would let poor Rudolph join in any reggae games. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the Shouted out with glee Rudolph the reggae reindeer You go down in history
is it about a gap here? In one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rob Bags. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh to Peter. Then how the reindeer loved <laughs> him, as they shouted out with glee, Rudolph, you reggae reindeer, you go down in history, you go down in history, you go down in history. I think he's going down in history. You go down in history. A lad got kicked out of our school for that. History. You go down in history. I imagine it's got something to do with uh, grot bags. Nope, nothing at all, Scoins. To do with reggae reindeers. <laughs> reggae Christmas, everyone. Have yourself a very reggae Christmas, everybody. Reggae Christmas to you, Claire. Reggae Christmas to you. Reggae New Year to you, Kelly. And a Reggae New Year to you. There we go, you see. 08459 455 555. If you notice um, a rise in quality, it's because Kelly Betts is producing today. But you won't. No, you'll notice a decline in quality. You're too scared to come and do the papers with me. Yeah. Why? I'm not. I promised that was an accent last time, and I, I, my belt is fully buckled. I don't like being too close to you. What? Oh no. Pardon. Huh? Pardon et moi, as they say, dans la française. Uh, if you want to come and review the papers with me, you're more than welcome to. You don't even need a newspaper. Oh eight four five nine, four double five five double five is the telephone number. And if someone can explain to me, please. Lewis Hamilton has won Sports Personality of the Year. How the flipping heck has that happened? He's, uh, you know, yeah, he's really good at driving fast cars. He's British as well, is he? Is he British, Kels? Hertfordshire, mate. Okay, why has he got an American accent? Hertfordshire, mate. No, he's got an... Im- listen, listen, where did I put him? Hang on a sec. Here we go, listen to this. I want to say a big thank you to the fans, to, the fa- to my family, to my team. My family. My fans. My family, the fans, the team. Effect, though. So he's just picked up Nicole's accent. He's picked up something from her. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, northbound there's a lane blocked between junctions 16 for Northampton West and 17 for Coventry. That's because of a breakdown in the roadworks area there. In Palmer's Green on the A406 North Circular Road, there's queues between the Clockhouse Interchange and Bounds Green Road. Having a look elsewhere, though, in Amersham, London Road East is moving fine through those roadworks at Finch Lane, but that could get busy later on. And in Roxton on the A1 Great North Road, there are other roadworks going on around the Black Cat roundabout, so expect delays as we get into the morning rush. On the Trains as no reports of any major delays at the moment. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Six thirty with the headlines and sport. I'm Gail Sanderson. A major security operation is underway in Sydney, in Australia, where a number of people are being held hostage in a cafe by at least one armed man. A black Islamic flag was held up in the cafe's window. Three men have been seen running from the building. Four Bedfordshire police officers currently under investigation over the death of a loop man in custody have been served with additional gross misconduct notices. 39-year-old Liam Briggs died after being held following concerns about his behaviour in the town last year.
A 49-year-old man is being treated in hospital for serious injuries after being hit by a lorry in Great Missenden in Buckinghamshire. The accident happened yesterday morning on the Aylesbury Road. And the weather clouded this morning, sunny spells this afternoon. Maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius, 46 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire's Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton has been named BBC Sports Personality of the Year. The 29-year-old from Stevenage is the first Briton to win the F1 title more than once since Sir Jackie Stewart in 1973. Accepting the award, Hamilton said he was speechless. I want to say a big thank you to the fans, to, the fa- to my family, to my team. You know, it's been an amazing year. I really felt your support. I always say we win and we lose together because I feel... You love when you come around the, to all these races. And that's, <laughs> I feel so proud to, to carry the Union Jack. And, and really, I hope that I can continue to make you proud alongside all these greats. Thank you so much. The golfer Rory McIlroy came second and the distance runner Joe Pavey was third. It was a special day for Watford on Saturday. Sir Elton John returned to the club to officially open the East Stand, which has been named after him. The Hornets celebrated the occasion with a 2-1 win over Wigan. Sir Elton was a former chairman and owner of the club, and the current manager, Slavisa Jokanovic, was very pleased to meet him. I was be have some small meeting with, uh, with him and players uh, uh, to have opportunity for for know him. It's, uh, it's very kind person. I am really very proud because I, I have a chance for, uh, for meet him. MK Dons remain in the League One playoffs after their draw at Preston. Luton Town lost the inaugural Eric Morecambe Trophy as they went down 3-0 at Morecambe. The Hatters are now preparing for tomorrow night's FA Cup second round replay against Bury. Meanwhile, Wickham beat 10 men South End 4-1 at Adams Park. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I just... I just don't know what to do with myself. Put my back out at the weekend, Kelly, because we went um, um, ice skating. Not Re- me and you. Hmm? Not me and you. No, my family. Sorry, my family went ice skating, my wife and my two children. Turns out ice skating is flipping expensive. Mm. We went to the um, ice rink at the Natural History Museum. Ooh. Boy, oh boy, was that busy. And boy, is it expensive. It's like about 40 quid. Really? Each. No, for the for the four of us, uh, and also my youngest, who who will be three, he's two, but he'll be three like in a month. So I might as well just start saying three yeah, to practice. So just he's say three. Seven. So he's seven, and he's he. I don't he, for ages. I want to go ice skating. I want to go ice skating. And then from this morning, that morning, I don't want to go ice skating. Well, I've bought the ticket now, so you're gonna you're gonna go, mate. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then he got on there and he loved it, but. Um, but it, 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 I don't know if you know this. For kids, they get penguins that they can hold on to to help them ice oh, skate. Oh, that's good. Ice skating penguins. They'd all gone. Oh. So I had to hold him. And he's only little. Well, yeah, he's seven. Exactly. But I, I did my back in because I've spent the whole, like, 40 minutes like this, bent over double, holding him. And then if he started slipping, he'd hold on to me. So I'd fall. Nice one, you plum. Did you actually fall? Uh, yeah, of course Excellent. I did. Excellent. Ice skating is good for about... A minute, yeah, and yeah. then it's boring. Yeah, exactly. It, it really is. What, what's the point? It's, so it's like walking, but harder. 
Yeah. This is what they should do. This is forget your ice skating. They should um, uh, hire out a really big hall with a really smooth floor and kind of grease the floor, and you just do skids on your socks and your knees. Yeah, like in the olden days at the disco. Uh, uh, old, old weddings. That's exactly yeah. what they should be doing, guys. That's that's a money spinner. If you want to spin some money, then go and do that. And here's the thing. Go. Then we went to the Natural History Museum, right? What's what's the Natural History Museum full of? History. Okay. Dinosaurs and stuff. Di- go back. Which is weird because that's science. Go back. So what's it full of? Dinosaurs. Right. So, and, and how are they? What are these dinosaurs constructed of? Dinosaurs. No, sorry, Claire. Dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, we've got the dinosaurs bit, Claire. <laughs> Flip. We've got that. What are they constructed of? So what bits of the dinosaurs have they got on display? Oh, bones. Yeah. 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 No. They haven't. It only I'm 41 years old, and I've just realised what a sucker I am. Because I, I was looking at the dinosaurs this time. They haven't got any dinosaur bones in there at all. They're all casts of dinosaurs. So you walk in there, right, and the big di- di- Diplodocus... Turns out it's not pronounced Diplodocus, as I was told in the 70s. Oh, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, I know, it's Diplodocus. Mm. And I feel really embarrassed saying it. It's like, it'll be like learning that the word auction is actually pronounced auction. Ah! So the big diplodocus, as you walk in, right? Mm. It's not, none of I was looking at it going, now where are the I know that not all of these are bones. Where are the none of them are bones. It's casts of bones. So you thought that they were going to be the actual dinosaur bones? Well, you thought it as well because you just said it. No, but I didn't. I didn't think they were going to be actual dinosaur oh, you're bones. Such a, I thought they were. You are mates. such. You said that they were bones. Yeah, but I didn't mean actual bones. Well, what did you think they were? Like. Bones. bones. Right. Not Claire, bones. you were like a minute... Like plastic bones, like fake ones. Like, not the real ones. They don't dig oh, up all the dinosaurs. I know. What do you mean they don't dig up all the dinosaurs? They're all dead now, so they don't have... They don't dig them all up to put them back together for us to look at. OK, so then where... Hang on a second. Well, then what do they know... How do they know what dinosaur bones look like? Yeah, but they... I don't know. Well, they must they, have... They, d- they dug up some of them, but not all of them. Like, they can't put all the dinosaurs into the Natural History Museum. Well, they haven't got any dinosaurs in the Natural History Museum. That's the thing. OK. There are no... I'm sorry for your disappointment. It's not... It's, well, it's fury. There are no dinosaur bones in the Natural History Museum at all. What a con! What are you going to do about it? I'm going to play this. Oh, 
that's nice. Now, that would have won me uh, the X Factor. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, uh, oh, Mel B's mystery illness. That Oh, she's not going to be able to make the final of the X Factor. It's on the front page of all the papers. She won't be able to make it because she's in hospital. Oh, and she made it. There's a surprise. Hey. Everyone that thought Mel B wasn't going to be on the X Factor final deserves to be whipped. Do you know what did make, didn't make it onto the X Factor final? No. Her wedding ring. Wow. <laughs> it's off. Wow. It's off. Wow. She had it off. Oh, well, I knew she'd be... I knew she'd be there for the... Fu- she won't be there for the... Fu- front page news. Oh, what a surprise. Story. But, um, Claire, you went to see the X Factor final yeah. live. I was there. Why? Because I was working with the audience. What do you mean you were working with the audience? making sure they got in to see the show. Wow, you're a, a woman of talent. Yeah, it was all right. So you had to get them to go and sit down. Da- sit down. Yeah, sit down. But could you, could you move on? Well, I didn't... Like, what, officially, or are you just bossy? I'm just bossy. No, I just went. I just went for the fun of it. Are there any spare seats in this? Is anyone sat there? There's one seat over here. (laughs) I know you have to split up. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I was doing. So, and did did you watch it? Yeah, I watched a bit of it. I watched all of it. I wanted to see One Direction. <laughs> oh, gosh. I know. Oh. I, but people are crazy. People, like, camped out to see One Direction. People wow. really wanted to see One Direction. I've never heard a One Direction song. I'm sure they're very, very talented lads. You've definitely heard a One Direction song. When? All the time. They're all well, not all the time. <laughs> not all the time. Where, 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 where? On what radio station? Um, exactly. Unless it, all it, the main, like, all unless the main it's LBC or Radio 4, or this... There's definitely been One Direction on Three Counties. Well, I don't actually listen to Three Counties. As soon as I'm finished. I mean, hang on, guys. I listen all the time. But unless it's here, LBC or or Radio 4, then I've probably not heard them. Okay. I'm afraid. Oh, that's a shame. Would you like to hear a bit of one? Nope. Mm. Will we sing you one? Yeah. No, I'm not singing that. Claire, sing this one. I'm not singing. You got a a lovely Irish lilt, to be sure. Thanks. So give us a little... No, because people actually turn off the radio singing. Give us a little tune from your voice. That's what makes you beautiful. There we go. Thank you so much. Now give us a One Direction song. That was a One Direction song. Hey, speaking of beautiful... Prince George, isn't he bonny? Prince George, isn't he lovely? Prince George, what a beautiful baby. Prince George, I hate my children, but I love him. Do you think if people did baby swap and just put a different baby in Kate's hand every time, anyone would notice? Prince George looks like a girl. <gasps> Any clothing Prince jo- Bonnie Prince George is pictured in is likely to fly off the shelves in seconds. But mothers hoping to dress their children in the adorable knitted blue tank top featuring marching guardsmen that he wore in his official Christmas photographs face a long wait to snatch it up. The £16 garment had already sold out three weeks ago, said clothing retailer Kath Kidston. So he's been pictured... God, they've done... This is awful. Uh, a spokesman said yesterday, due to popular demand, we're going to look at adding it back into our range of kids wear in 2015. So they've done a picture of Prince George. Cheeky Prince George looking stylish for the official Christmas card. It looks a bit like a moon-faced girl. And they've done that thing that they do with um, Rihanna. Not Rihanna, she's always um, got her what's-its out. That they do with, um, like, pop stars. And they've done, like, a, a pricing of his outfit. Oh, yeah. Guards tank top. Kath Kidston, £16. Navy shorts. Rachel Riley, £49. Who's going to spend 50 quid? How old is he now? What, seven, eight, nine? A year. 16 months. Who's going to spend 50 quid 
on a pair of shorts for a 16-month-old. Oh, privileged multi-millionaires, that's who. And first walking shoes start right £36. Oh. What's the price limit on kids' clothes that you would spend when they're babies? Right, when they're babies, you spend... When the first one, first baby, you spend a lot, right? And then you realise, actually, they're growing out of this really quickly and they're getting loads of food down them, so it doesn't matter. So, you know, just like pennies. Just pennies. Why would you spend a lot of money on kids' clothes? Guess what? They poop themselves, they wee themselves, they get food down themselves. They've got no respect for clothes. There's a shop in Ireland called Pennies. Sorry? There's a shop in Ireland called Pennies. She talking to me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just because shopping. you were saying pennies and I thought you meant the shop and I was like, how do you know Yeah, that's, that's it. We fly over to Ireland, uh, to be sure, and we, uh, we go and buy our clothes from Pennies. What do pennies sell? It's the same as, like, Primark, but it's just called pennies. Oh, now you tell me. Yeah. I, and so I've wasted all this should. time going to, to pennies. Blimey. I've had an email for you, Claire. Oh, this might be racist. I don't know. Go for it. Hi, Ian. Can you please ask Claire if she knows the Gorgons from Bellina? Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. Well, that's good to know. Hey, there's the the worst food in the world. What's the worst food in the world, Claire? Um, I don't know. I'm not very fussy when it comes to food. Really? You'll shove anything in your mouth, will you? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Kelly, what's the worst food in the world? Roast potato. Oh, what (gasps) the hell? That's you, next to me. Yeah, yeah. she's a potato. Any sort of potato. Roast potatoes are disgusting. I love roast potatoes. Mm. No one really likes them. They oh. pretend they do. <laughs> mate, mate. You, and they'll always say, oh, you like mine. Yeah. Right, you've thrown a complete Spaniard in the works. Stay there. We'll discuss this more after this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, a lane is blocked between Junction 16 for Northampton West and 17 for Coventry because of vehicles broken down in the roadworks. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's starting to look very slow on the speed sensors between Junction 21 for the M1 and 25, uh, 19 for Watford. Sorry. In Bricketwood as well, the A405 North Orbital Road is very slow around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. Having a look at the speed sensors, things are moving well in High Wycombe on the A40 Oxford Road, but expect delays later on around Temple Street with the roadworks. And in Waddeston on the A41. There's roadworks there as well at Warmston Lane for today and tomorrow. On the trains, um, having a look at the departure boards and the service which usually departs from London Euston at 6.53 is cancelled, so that's the one that ends up in Milton Keynes Central at 7.48 has been cancelled. Smart Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Big up yourself, Sammy. Big up yourself. 6.46. It's Monday, the 15th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A major security operation is underway in Sydney in Australia, where a number of people are being held hostage in a cafe. Four Bedfordshire police officers currently under investigation over the death of Leon Briggs in custody have been served with additional gross misconduct notices. Coming up, we'll discuss roast potatoes, we'll discuss the actual worst food in the world, and there's a six-foot bear causing mayhem in Shefford. Well, we'll speak to Justin Dealey soon. Before that, let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Georgina. 
Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you now. My fat fingers had the wrong fader. I do apologise. Away you go. Thanks. I was just saying that we've got a good couple of days to come. So mostly sunny spells and fairly dry today with light winds and temperatures reaching 7 degrees Celsius. Tonight, clear spells, staying dry. It looks like there'll be a widespread frost though with those lows close to freezing. And tomorrow, some sunny intervals, dry during daylight hours, but clouding over later on. That's ahead of some heavy rain through the night with highs of 6 degrees Celsius. Now it becomes a bit more breezy from Wednesday onwards. Uh, By the morning, the night's rain should have cleared but it will still be fairly cloudy with a bit of drizzle around for some of us. On Thursday, fairly cloudy and we've got heavy rain through the night. On Friday, a cloudy, damp start, but brightening up later on in the day. That's your latest forecast. If you've missed any of the programmes from the last week, you've missed things like this. You are an absolute disgrace and I think you should be ashamed, ashamed of the opinions that you hold and the things you do. But there is a way you can hear it all again. This is your own words. Would you promote homosexuality if that child wanted to be gay? And I said no. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio allowing you to listen to what you missed. Children know that killing a baby is wrong. The JVS Show. I don't mean to be rude, Andy, but I would have great concerns when you spend most of your life standing outside abortion clinics being nasty to women who are making perhaps the most difficult decision they've ever had to make. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. Okay, so the worst food in the world is not roast potatoes. It's actually marmalade. Oh, marmalade. It looks like jam, and you think it tastes nice, and then you go and eat that rubbish. It's disgusting. And the shreds of things in it. Sorry? Britain is regaining its taste for marmalade thanks to, oh no, Paddington Bear. One of Britain's top brands, Robertson's, saw sales of its most popular variety, Golden Shred. It's Golden Shred. And on the label, it's got it in inverted commas. Is that, does that mean it's being ironic or sarcastic? Oh yeah, it's Golden Shred. Increased by 24% the week after the movie's release. The bear from Peru is famous for his coat and hat and his love of marmalade sandwiches. Marmalade sandwiches, just. Ah, oh, boss, good morning to you. How are you? I'm fine. Are you, are you on the telephone? Yeah, I'm in deepest, darkest Shefford this hey. morning. I'm looking out for this bear. It's a bear theme this morning, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bear theme. Um, apparently this bear in uh, Shefford, um, outside the, uh, the Loft Cafe here, has been granted uh, an ASBO for his behaviour. So are you actually outside the cafe? I'm outside the cafe right now. Now, sadly, I've got some bad news for you. Uh, Don't tell me that Bernard the polar bear isn't there. (laughs) Well, he is there. I'm telling you right now, because people are talking about him here, um, he is here... But um, the cafe doesn't open till nine, and the shutters are down. Hey. So he's behind the shutters. Unless I break the window... No, well... Uh, w- w- I'll see you. Uh, unless I break the window, we're not going to see the bear oh. uh, for the time being. That bum. Bear bums. But the uh, bear-faced uh, cheek of it. I know. It's, it's incredible. I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll try and give them a call and see, mm. if we can, uh, see if we can get them to uh, open up. But this Come on, guys. Come on, open up. OK. This is in the side. A six-foot mechanical bear, which it sings Christmas carols, yeah. is being threatened with an asbo. <laughs> Outside the Loft Cafe, staff were stunned last week when they got a visit from Central Bedfordshire Council following complaints by locals. Good morning Ca- to you, sir. Good morning. Yeah, th- 
this is this is quite an extraordinary story. I think I know what it is, though. Go on. I think I know why this bear has been given an ASBO. Yeah. And it's what local people are saying to me. If we look at the opening hours here, the cafe, Monday, 9 until 2. Yep. Not a problem. Yep. Okay, Tuesday, 9 until 4. Perfect. It goes on. But at the weekend, Saturdays, yeah. 10 a.m. Uh. until midnight. Ooh. And I think this ah. is why people have complained, because this loft cafe yeah. is right next to housing, ah. so there could be a chance that people trying to get, you know, an early night after watching the lottery or something like that. <laughs> uh, the, these people, these people have been woken up, or people aren't able to get to sleep yeah. because of this singing bear. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that could be Justin, issue. speak to locals, see if you can mm. get in there somehow. If anyone can do it, you can. Mm. Uh, and mm. we'll, we'll speak to you a bit later on. Yeah, take care, boss. Thank you, boss. Ta-ta. 08459 555 Here's a song. Oh, Dion, you know it, don't you, brother? The bright lights the big city Went straight to my baby's head she never listened to a word or what the daddy said The music and the parties and the laughter turned her on She lost herself in running And all we had was gone That's the imagery died in New York City that's the year I had to leave that town That's the year before my dream died in New York City That's the year I left without a sound The bottles are all empty and we sang our farewell song Thank the Lord that New York City Funny baby That we've taken different roads That's the year my dream Died in New York City That's the year I had to leave that town That's the year people My dream died in New York City That's the year left without a sound country soul of mine I knew right from the start Saints of stone the lonely in the old cathedral hall Perhaps they knew before the rest that I had to leave it all That's the imagery died in New York City That's the That's the year I left 
man. I've been listening to a lot of Dion this weekend. That's the He's the fellow that did The Wanderer and Run Around Sue, and then he went and recorded like some kind of oh, yeah. maudlin albums in the 70s. Oh, I was in the right mood for, for a bit of maud. A little bit of maudlin. Ah, dearie me. So the Beast of Bodmin's been found. Cool. Have you heard of the Beast of Bodmin? It's like... Oh, is that that cat? Sorry? Is that the cat? Is that, it was supposed to be a big cat. The Beast of Bodmin, the moorland monster feared for decades, decades, is just a pussycat. Turns out. Newly unearthed government files. An official six-month probe, which was carried out in 1995 at a cost of £84,000 in today's money, dismissed theories of a panther or puma stalking the Cornish countryside. So that's disappointing. Isn't it? You're disappointed that it's only a cat. I think all of these things. What would you have wanted it to be? Mm, A monster, isn't it? A monster. What sort of monster? A big scary monster oh. with fangs. Hey guys, good news. We can beat dementia. Okay. Uh, the, the Express seem to run this story every four or five weeks. Five golden rules to beat dementia, and I pretty much guess them all. Eat better, don't smoke, drink less, do exercise, and stay active. Isn't staying active doing ex- exercise? Oh, yeah. Take regular exercise. Yeah. Eat a healthy Mediterranean diet. Don't smoke. Turn to page four for the next two. Clever. Or drink excessive amounts of alcohol. And get treatment for problems such as high blood pressure, obesity and diabetes. So, in other words, go to the doctor if you feel poorly. Mm. Can you... But the Daily Express, right? It, uh, by the way, the, the owner of the Daily Express has just given £300,000 to uh, Nigel Farage. So, um, expect some great front-page stories soon, guys. They always run these health stories that are complete and utter nonsense or obvious. Following five golden rules can cut the risk of, a de- of developing dementia by a third... This sto- you did this story the other week, you bells. Didn't you? Didn't they? They did. They did this the other yes. week. I think they wrote it a bit different, though. They, wrote, they did write it a bit different, but, you, I mean, seriously, it's, I can't come in and do the same act every day and, and just voice it a bit different. Kelly? You do... Sometimes. The candy-striped jacket worn by Dick Van Dyke in the Disney classic Mary Poppins is up for grabs. American actor Van Dyke played Cockney Chimney Sweet. I did not know that. Bert, in the 1964 film starring Julie Andrews. Now, I'd only recently saw Mary Poppins, maybe about two years ago. How did you feel about watching it as an older person? Because you, it's a child's film. Oh, I love watching it? kids' films. This is one of the joys of having kids, is I get to go and watch kids' films. I get to, I, I get to go and sit in the cinema and watch How to Train Your Dragon 2. Wonderful. Wow. You Wonder- could probably do that anyway. Well, you could, but A, you look a bit weird in today's um, uh, climate. Uh, and B, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't, go and, I wouldn't rock up to the cinema and do that. I wouldn't buy Mary Poppins on DVD. I certainly wouldn't run around, it, uh, run around holding it in my teeth and thereby ruining it. Okay. This has happened to all of my DVDs. If you were buying the DVD of Mary Poppins, would you only buy it if your child was with you? So it looks like you're buying it for the child, or would you buy it without your child? No, I, I have the. I can buy it. Okay. On my own, a la carte, okay. um, uh, um, Acapulco. Okay. But I, 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 I tend to watch them with the kids. But it's great having. This is one of the joys. This is one of the joys of having kids. You get to watch all of this stuff. Mary Poppins is, without a doubt, one of the best films ever. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M25, a lane is blocked anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. That's causing queues from Junction 18 for Chorleywood. And on the M11 southbound as well, that's queuing because of an accident between Junction 9 for Saffron Walden and 8 for Bishop Stortford. In Watford, it's looking very busy on Exchange Road around Beach and Grove. And in Aylesbury, Western Street has a lane closed for roadworks at Fryridge Road. On the trains, there are 20-minute delays between Stevenage and Peterborough. That's for safety checks on the line affecting Great Northern, Abellio Greater Anglia, cross-country East Midlands trains and uh, all trains between Stevenage and Peterborough. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. The point of that story was that his um, his striped jacket that I think he sings supercalifragilisticexpialidocious in is up for sale. £50,000. Oh, Dick. We all love Dick. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Gail Sanderson. The headlines, hostages held in Sydney Cafe. Developments in Leon Briggs' inquiry. And Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton is BBC Sports Personality of the Year. BBC Three Counties Radio. A major security operation has been going on in Sydney in Australia where a number of people are being held hostage in a cafe. Five people have now fled the building. John Donison reports from Sydney. Police say soon after nine o'clock in the morning, a gunman walked into the cafe in Martin Place in the heart of downtown Sydney. The Swiss chocolate company Lint that owns the cafe says 30 customers and 10 staff were taken hostage, but police say the number being held is fewer. Some hostages could be seen pressed up against the cafe's windows, their hands raised. Police are reserving judgment about the motive, but one hostage was made to hold up a black flag with Arabic writing. Four Bedfordshire police officers, currently under investigation over the death of a looter man in custody, have been served with additional gross misconduct notices. 39-year-old Liam Briggs died after being held following concerns about his behaviour in the town last year. Here's Matt Lockwood. The Independent Police Complaints Commission says a police constable and three sergeants have been served with the additional gross misconduct notices. It relates to the matter of conferring in the hours following Mr Briggs's death after he was taken ill at Luton Police Station. Official guidance tells officers not to speak with others before making their accounts of what happened. A 49-year-old man is being treated in hospital for serious injuries after being hit by a lorry in Great Missenden in Buckinghamshire. The accident happened yesterday morning on the A413 Aylesbury Road. More than 100 people have died while waiting for an organ transplant in beds, hearts and bucks in the past five years. And the NHS Blood and Transplant Services says nearly 300 people in the three counties are currently waiting for a transplant. A specialist nurse in organ donation, Trish Trish Collins, says they need more donors. Sadly, some people are dying on the transplant list before they get that call and this is our opportunity to do something about it. A UKIP general election candidate who'd been due to fight one of the party's key target seats has resigned after he was recorded using racist and homophobic language. Kerry Smith had apologised for making the remarks, saying he'd been taking strong medication at the time.
A Hertfordshire head teacher says she wants a crossing installed outside her school to keep her pupils safe. Children having to dodge cars and minibuses on Bowling Green Lane in Buntingford. And Hertfordshire's Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton has been named BBC Sports Personality of the Year. Accepting the award, the 29-year-old from Stevenage said he was speechless. It's been an amazing year. I really felt your support. I always say we win and we lose together because I feel your love when you come round to all these races. And the weather, cloudy this morning, sunny spells this afternoon. Maximum temperature, 8 degrees Celsius, 46 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. I mean, this is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. It's just... I mean, they... What? Sorry. Sports Personality of the Year? Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From Nine. The JVS Show. Looking at the day's biggest topics, bringing local stories to life and tackling your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. I'll be chatting to Alan Fletcher, who plays Dr Carl Kennedy in Neighbours, and he's currently in Robin Hood at the Grove in Dunstable. From 3. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel and your stories. From 6. Three Counties Sport. Having a laugh and a chat about all sport in the three counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. I love a laugh and a chat about all sport in the three counties. 7.04, it's Monday. It's Christmas next week, isn't it? It's Christmas next week. Christmas next week, Kelly. It's Christmas next week. Christmas next week, Claire. It's Christmas! Christmas next week, Catherine. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. She's bunking off. Oh, what do you expect with these chances? These chances. Sports Personality of the Year? Every year? This is an ironic title, yeah? This is ironic. This is irony. Isn't it ironic that a really boring man with an American accent wins Sports Personality of the Year? He said his best day was when he won the Grand Prix for a second time. He slept with a, with a, with a, with a, with a pussycat doll. This morning's menu, written by uh, Scott Balcony on Twitter, goes like this. Brap, up, up, up. It's the Lee Meister General coming at you from the beds, the hearts, and indeed, the bucks. Wallop! He then goes on to say, why is that called a menu? It doesn't make any sense. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh. Kelly Betts is uh, producing the show this morning and doing a, a really um, uh, below-par job, and that's good for her. So her below-par is above her average. No, hang on. Somebody else's poor is Kelly Betts's average. So what I'm trying to say is, well done, Kels, you're doing the best you can with the material that you have that is you. Just say thanks. You're the material that I have. No, you... And I'm doing the best I can with the material that I no, have. No, 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 I'm not the material. I'm the shop from uh, which you would... I'm the the, uh, the display case that you display the finished product from right. within. Got ya. You're the material. No. Yeah? I'm the shop assistant right. designing you to put you on display. OK. Then who's Claire? No, I mean, seriously, who's Claire? She... She, she's the Irish part-time st- staff. Yes. 
08459 555555. So, we've established that marmalade is the worst food in the world, although you, th- you think it's, it's roasties. Roast potatoes. How can you even say such a thing? They're horrible. Kieran says on Twitter, you don't like roast potatoes? How about kittens? I've never roasted a kitten. Uh, it's the, the roast potatoes are the best, right? You get them nice and crunchy on the outside, fluffy on the inside, and then you smother them in mint sauce. Oh, yeah, sweet as a nut. And I don't like nuts. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We're trying to find anyone who uh, is aware of the big bear in Shefford uh, mm. that is is on the loose is being served with an asbo. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. And can you explain Lewis Hamilton to me? It's inexplicable. It's inexplicable. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Four Bedfordshire police officers currently under investigation over the death of a Luton man in custody have been served with additional gross misconduct notices. 39-year-old Leon Briggs died after being held following concerns about his behaviour in the town last year. Well, the Independent Police Complaints Commission says the gross misconduct notices relate to the matters of the, pol- of the officers conferring in the hours following Mr Briggs' death, contrary to the College of Police's guidelines. So basically, they spoke about what had happened when they weren't supposed to speak about what had happened. Uh, joined by uh, Liberty Louise from the Justice for Leon campaign. Morning, Liberty. Good morning. For those who are unaware of the story or may have forgotten, just remind us what happened to Leon. Uh, yeah, Leon um, was detained under Section 136 um, of the Mental Health Act last year, 4th of November. He wasn't actually arrested or charged for anything at that point. He was just taken to Luton Police Station as a place of safety. Um, about 14 minutes later, he was dead. And you've not had answers yet over, over a, a year later on? No, um, I mean... We've been to about two inquests now. The final report is due in March. Um, You know, whether there's any recommendations regarding charges uh, sent to the CPS. Um, But no, in terms of what happened, how it happened or anything else, no, we haven't had any answers yet. And it would appear that the, if I've got this right, and you'll tell me if if I'm not, that the Independent Police Complaints Commission, the only thing they seem to have come up with so far is that four officers are in trouble because they conferred, they spoke about what had happened. Yeah, Um, I mean, also in that report, three sergeants and the four officers that were involved um, in the incident on that day um, have have colluded together. So at some point, um, three sergeants were also involved in that conferring, um, which we think is an absolute disgrace. It is against um, the IPCC recommendations about collusion, about conferring. Um, they were told not to, and obviously that wasn't listened to. So obviously it raises suspicions as well. Now, this is kind of a relatively uh, new change in the, 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 the guidelines mm. that, that, yeah. that police officers can't confer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've been kind of scratching my head, Liberty, as to how you would stop them conferring. Yeah, I mean, we did sort of question that. That was questioned at the last uh, council meeting, you know, was has a non-collusion order been put on them? So they are told they're not allowed. But you're absolutely correct to actually sit sit and police that. Um, you know, you'd have to be with them 24 hours a day. Yeah. 
But we would hope that they, because of the position they're in, that they would have remained professional and followed the policy and procedures and the guidelines given by the IPCC, um, just out of the interest of, of it being a fair investigation as well. You know, they're, they're there. We put the taxpayers pay them to do their job. It needs to be done professionally. And in order for the investigation to be, you know, as honest and open as possible, that really shouldn't have happened. Um, gross misconduct notices. Mm. Is that enough? You, you, I would imagine that you're, uh, you're not particularly happy that that's it so far. Um, well, it does say additional. Right. Um, now, that's obviously something that usually, what usually happens with the IPCC. Uh, when they reopen cases, then they find the officers colluded. So for them to find them at this stage before the final report is being prepared for March um, is it, quite a new a new concept, really, within within um, the justice cases. So we're hoping that, you know, I mean, it shows that there was misconduct from the very beginning. Um, and as the IPC said, additional charges, mm. that means there's more. Mm. Must be so frustrating for everybody involved, Leon's family and friends, and uh, uh, you know the people, everyone involved in this yeah, campaign. This is dragging um, on so long. Well, I mean, I've, I've um, contacted, been involved with a lot of other campaigns um, in the UK, and it is normal. Yeah, it's absolutely well, normal, v- which is a travesty in itself. Um, but the delays, some of the delays, you're talking eight years. Blimey. Yeah. Uh, so. Liberty, you're, you're, you're very patient, and I really appreciate the fact that you're always prepared to come on here at a ridiculous time in the morning and have a chat with us. Um, <laughs> with 10 minutes notice. I know, you do, you're, you're brilliant, Liberty, and we will speak no to problem. you again soon. Thank you very much. All right, no problem. Thank you very much indeed. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. So here's the thing. We went to the Natural History Museum. There are no... And it just dawned on me. I'm 41 and I'm such an idiot. There are no dinosaur bones in the Natural History Museum. The big Diplodocus. It's not Diplodocus. Yeah, I know, and I feel uncomfortable saying it. The big Diplodocus, as you walk in... I was looking at it thinking, right, I'm going to look... Because I know, I know they're not all bones. They kind of make some to fill the gaps. None of it was bones. It was a cast from uh, an American dinosaur that, that was made in 1905. Okay, fine. Well, let's go to the dinosaur section. Right. That's not bones. 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 That's not Etc. 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 There's no dinosaur bones there, Kells. No. What a rip-off. Thank God that museum is free, because if you had to pay to go and look at not dinosaur bones, I'd be furious. In fact, I'm going to demand that place gets closed down. So the dinosaurs that you see moving. Yeah. Are they real? Collins in Dunstable. Did you know there are no dinosaur bones in the Natural History Museum, Colin? It's not quite true. There are thousands. No. Millions, even. There's not millions? Are you nuts? Do you know what a million bones looks like? This. Yeah. Well, I can guess. But, there, uh, are, there are no dinosaur bones in there, Colin. No, so, some of them are casts. No, they're all casts. They're no. all... Ca- no, there's a couple no. of fossils. A couple? <laughs> yeah, but fossils are boring, mate. It's a rock with a no, pattern in. No, they're not. Oh, Colin, Colin... Oh, I just remember you. You, um, you, uh, you, uh, you've got lots of fossils, haven't you? I have. I've got lots of dinosaur bone as well. You got a dinosaur bone? 
I've got lots of dinosaur bones. How many? Millions? No, about three kilos of it. You it, don't count it, bones by weight. Well, these are these are bits oh. from America. Okay. Um, but I've got a couple of small um, um, whole Sorry. bones. Like so you've got bones. more. You've got more. Bo- you've got more than the Natural History Museum has, which has got no, no, no bones. No, no. If you go, if you go down into the uh, depths of oh. the um, museum, the private bit, catalogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The private bit that we're not allowed to go and see. Yes. Right, well, uh, I, I'm not going to go... very unfortunate. Well, well OK, me. OK, Colin, I stand corrected. Thank you. The Natural History Museum has got loads of dinosaur bones, but we're not allowed to see them. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there was an accident earlier between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. It's been looking like it's been queuing from Junction 21 for the M1, although that is starting to ease off now with that accident that's been cleared out of the way. On the M11 southbound, there is queuing for four miles between Junction 9 for Saffron Walden and 8 for Bishop Salford after an accident. And in Boreham Wood on the Barnet Bypass, there are queues between the Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. In Hatfield Great North Road, there's roadworks in place around St Albans Road St Albans Road East and uh, that could cause some delays to your journey later on but on the trains it's looking a lot better now the, uh, there's normal service running through Peterborough so those trains through Stevenage are no longer affected by those 20 minute delays Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio There are no bones that you're allowed to see in the Natural History Museum, Sammy I'm gutted. I thought there were some. No, I'm going to start a campaign to get that, that horrible, uh, sinful, lying place closed down. Will you sign my petition? Well, they've got other things. They've got pretty rocks. Yeah. Uh, and trees that are fossils and they're frozen into rocks or something like that. I oh, like why? If you love it there so much, why don't you go and marry it? 717 or thereabouts. It's Monday the 15th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Customers and staff are being held hostage in a cafe in Sydney. Some of the captives have been seen with their arms in the air and a black Islamic flag was held up in the cafe's window. Gross misconduct notices have been served to four Bedfordshire police officers. They're already being investigated over the death of Leon Briggs from Luton, who died after being detained by police officers. And more than 100 people have died while waiting for an organ transplant in Beds, Hearts Bucks in the past five years. BBC Three Counties Radio. On Thursday night, we're holding our annual Christmas carol concert. This year it's taking place at St Mary's Church in Luton, and we'd love you to join us and take part. celebrate the spirit of Christmas with performances from the Luton Youth Concert Band, the Luton Choral Society and Luton Gospel Community Choir. Plus the Christmas story told by your favourite Three Counties Radio personalities. Doors open at seven and it's your chance to be part of our concert that you'll hear on Christmas Day. There's no charge and you don't need a ticket. Just turn up on the night. at St Mary's Church in Luton Thursday night from 7 for a very special carol concert from BBC Three Counties Radio 
I want to say a big thank you to the fans, to the fa- to my family, to my team. Where's the personality there? There's none. There is zero personality. This has got more personality. I love Big Bong. Than this. I want to say a big thank you to the fans, to the fa- to my family, to my team. He can't even say family properly. He stammers over the word for f- 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 family. Maybe he was joking. Yeah, maybe. That's, maybe that's his banter. Yeah, we did, yeah, that was some good bants. Hey, I know what. Should we pop round to Lewis Hamilton's house for some wicked bants? Nah, he's boring. All right. He was just a bit nervous. Sorry. Maybe he was just a bit nervous. He's. he's listen. When you have slept with a woman as beautiful as Nicole Scherzinger from the Pussycat yeah. Dolls, you have got. You, uh, you will never be nervous ever again. Okay. Your nerves disappear. So he's no excuse. Then. He's got no excuse. Okay. Unbelievable behaviour. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, now more than a hundred people have died uh, while waiting for an organ transplant in beds, hearts, and bucks in the past five years. That's according to the NHS Blood and Transplant Service. It wants more of us to sign up to the organ donor register in the run up to Christmas. Well, nearly three hundred people in the three counties are currently waiting for a transplant. Fiona Loud is from St Albans and is Policy Director for the British Kidney Patient Association. Morning, Fiona. Good morning. Uh, uh, We always seem to do this story every four, five, six months, and I I can never get my head around why people wouldn't register to donate their organs. It seems like a no-brainer to me. Well, it does to me as well, but then I would say that I have been fortunate enough to have a kidney transplant years ago this Christmas. Oh, blimey. How how many years ago? So, eight years ago, so it's a really important date for me, is Christmas time. My husband gave me his kidney, and it actually gave gave me a whole new life. It's been absolutely fantastic. Was there, was there, because giving a kidney is obviously slightly different from from signing up for an organ uh, for when you die. Was there, was your husband hesitant at any point? He he wasn't ever hesitant, actually. I did spend five years on dialysis beforehand, and I had a few complications, which is why we couldn't go ahead to start with. But for him, he says it's given him his wife back, and we've got our family life back as well for our children, too. So it's it's a great story for me. But at the same time, you know, there are those people who are sitting there waiting for that precious gift... And I would say to your listeners, you know, it's it's Christmas time. It's a time for giving, and if give a kidney. That, well, <laughs> if there's one thing you could think about at this Christmas, it's talking to your family and friends about what your donation wishes might be. It's something that none of us like to think about, but actually, if you think about it just the once. You have that quick conversation with your family and friends so they know what your thoughts are. Because what we do know is that over 90% of families, if they knew what their loved one's wishes were, they would go ahead in that very, very rare situation where they died in a situation where they were able to give their their organs. Uh, Luton, I think the the people, number of people donating their kidneys is amongst the worst in the country, isn't it? Well, it's one of the it's one of the highest in the countries and uh, in the country, and that's probably because um, there are a lot of people from the the black and Asian uh, population there. And unfortunately, the diseases like diabetes, which do cause kidney failure in in, in a number of cases, are actually a bit higher in that population. Unfortunately, it's just one of those things. So it's just as important, and we're absolutely saying for for folk in that community, also have that chat. Just have a little think about it for a few minutes, because you could be saving someone else's life one day in the future. Some people, um, some people are against the whole idea, and I don't know why, because you always kind of think, hey, if I was on an operating table and I needed, 
you know, an organ quickly, you know, and I hadn't registered. That feels a little bit hypocritical. But some people, Fiona, they, they say, yeah, you can take everything. You can't, you just can't have my eyes. Or, you know, they pick a specific thing that they want to hang on to. That's weird, isn't it? Well, you know, it, it's completely up to the individual. It's people that people have the, the right to think what they think. And some people, I know I've talked to a lot of people about this in the work that I've done in the shopping centres and all over the place. And for some people, that's the that's thing. But people can actually choose what they want to give. And, and what I would say is, if you've thought about it, if you've talked to your family about it, and you decide you want to give, or indeed you don't want to give, that the important thing is that you've had a think about it. And that's what I'd like everyone to have a, to have a, a word about and make their donations clear, donation wishes clear this Christmas. Because you could be saving the life of, of somebody in our area. There are people there waiting at the moment. And you know, there are at least three people every day who die while they're waiting. And that's the important thing, is to have the conversation, isn't it? Because okay. you, you, you can sign up, but, uh, but ultimately, you know, when, if unfortunately you pass away or something, your, your family can reverse your decision. So you need to let them know that this is what you want and, and, and why you want to do it. Yeah, that's right. You're, it will be your family's decision when you've gone, but if you let your family know what your decision is, then they can honour your wishes, can't they? And they can take that forward, which is just an amazing and a wonderful thing for the patients that, that we look after and, and for my friends and also for families like mine who can have another, another Christmas knowing that they've got their mum around and who's well and healthy, thanks to it. Is it weird? This question may sound silly, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Is it weird having... You, you know, uh, someone else's kidney inside you. Do, do, do you kind of think, oh, I've got a bit of my husband inside me? <laughs> well, we thought that at first. It was very, very strange at first. When uh, when we first first woke up from the um, the surgery, yeah. the, the surgeon said to my husband, Mr Loud, your kidney is, is, is doing very, very well. It's just about six feet away from you at the moment. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> it was fantastic. So, How funny. Yeah. Well, Fiona, so, listen, thank you very much for coming on and sharing your story. It's appreciated. Fiona Loud, Policy Director for the British Kidney Patient Association. Association. Why? Uh, I'll ask Kelly in a minute why she's so funny about. Uh, why are you so funny about your eyes? What's 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 your beef with eyes? Why would you not give your eyes? In case when I get to heaven, I can't see. God gives you new eyes. You don't know this. When you go, well, okay. Well, then God. Okay. Supposing you you give your heart, and you go to heaven, you haven't got a heart, and you die in heaven. No, that'd be fine. Why? Because I'll just go to heaven again. But then you'd be on a loop. You'd be in uh, limbo. Yeah, but I'd be able to see limbo. Claire, I don't know you very well. Yeah. I make up that you're a little bit weird. Sometimes. Uh, would you give organs? Yeah, but like Kelly, I would give my eyes. You're nuts. It's because no, I... I shouldn't give her nuts either. <laughs> hey. Um, no, I would give my Sarcastic. eyes because I, like that. I am scared of someone taking out my eyes and chopping them in half because I had a bad dream once. You're what? right about her being weird. <laughs> I had a bad dream that someone took out my eye and cut it in half. Okay. And since then, I've got a fear of like okay. someone... You'd be dead. This. You'd be dead. I know, but I, I still wouldn't like that to happen. But you'd be dead. I know. When I I'm dead, that, you I'm... can do whatever you want to me. You can do anything. Okay. I don't care. Not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. It just strikes me as very, very odd that you wouldn't want to give... You're right. Listen, I'm dead. You take what you want, fella. You take anything you want, fella. I'm not bothered in the slightest. We're trying to find somebody who knows about this giant bear uh, in Shefford. Where is it? They're all over the shop today. There's a giant bear in Shefford that's been served with an asbo. A six-foot mechanical bear which sings Christmas carols is being threatened with an asbo. Bernard, the polar bear, has delighted children outside the Loft Café in Shefford. 
But yet staff were stunned last week when they got a visit from Central Bedfordshire Council following complaints by locals. Yabu sucks! If you're one of the locals that's complained, or one of the locals that loves it, do give me a call. I'd love to talk to you. 08459. Four double five five double five. If you're wondering how Bernard is activated, I can tell you. Bernard is... I'm just scratching my head. I don't think I've washed my hair for about five days. Bernard is activated by... I, I ripped the skin from beneath my thumb, uh, underneath my thumbnail the other day. Uh, anyway, Bernard is... That's not why I haven't washed my hair. Bernard is activated by a motion sensor and bursts into song when someone walks past. Cafe worker Abby McGee, 19, said... I can't believe there have been complaints. Is no one allowed to have fun anymore? Is no one allowed to have fun anymore? And right next to it is the story of Lewis Hamilton. Lewis is top dog at sport awards. I want to say a big thank you to the fans, to the fa- to my family, to my team. Oh, hang on, it's presented by uh, Claire Balding. This is this is the, okay. This is why there is a lack of personality. What are you giggling for? I'm on the phone to Dealey, and yeah. he's outside the cafe, yeah. uh, trying to speak to people about the bear, and he just went up to someone and went, Sir, sir, oh, sorry, I mean, madam. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Dealey. F1 champ. Oh, look, he's brought a dog with him. F1 champ, Lewis... Ha- look at his eyebrows! He looks like a, um, a cartoon version of Lewis Hamilton. F1 champ, look at his watch. F1 champ Lewis Hamilton was last night crowned the 61st winner of the BBC Sports Personality of the Year Awards. The 29-year-old race ace beat golfer Rory McIlroy. There's another um, person with no personality. At a glittering event at Glasgow's Hydro. Over 13,000 fans and sporting heroes were inside the arena, including Prince Harry and Susan Boyle. Why would you go and sit in an arena with 12,999 other people to watch a bland man be given a trophy? Hamilton, who had earlier stunned onlookers by walking his bulldog Roscoe down the red carpet, no one was stunned. Everyone went, oh, look, there's a boring man who's bringing a dog because he's not got any personality. I'm so proud and honoured to be amongst such British sporting talent. I feel so proud to carry the Union Jack, and I really hope I can continue to make you proud. I want to say a big thank you to the fans, to, the fa- to my family, to my team. Has a woman ever won Sports Personality of the Year? I don't know. Are you a bit jealous of Lewis Hamilton? Because you're really like, hmm? you know, you're really kind of laying into the poor man. I think you might be slightly jealous. Of? Of Lewis Hamilton. Of the fact that he's a multi-millionaire with a really beautiful girlfriend yeah, who's a pop singer. I think so. <laughs> Why would I be jealous of that? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise is looking very slow between Junction 21A for St Albans and 15 for the M4. Not helped by that accident earlier on between Junction 17 and 16. On the M11 southbound, there are four-mile queues between Junction 9 for Saffron Walden and uh, 8 for Bishop Stortford after the accident there earlier on. That has been moved to the hard shoulder, though. In Borenwood, having a look at the Barnet Bypass, it's queuing between Stirling Corner 
and Mill Hill Circus. And on the speed sensors, having a look and hitching, it's looking quite busy on Parkway at the moment and Offley Road as well, looking quite slow. No major delays on the trains at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines in sport, I'm Gail Sanderson. Five people have fled from a cafe in Sydney where a gunman has taken staff and customers hostage. Armed police have surrounded the building. Negotiators have made contact with the hostage taker. Gross misconduct notices have been served to four Bedfordshire police officers. They're among several being investigated by the Independent Police Complaints Commission over the death of Leon Briggs from Luton. He died in November last year after being detained by officers. More than 100 people have died while waiting for an organ transplant in beds, hearts and bucks in the past five years. And the NHS Blood and Transplant Service says nearly 300 people in the three counties are currently waiting for a transplant. The weather cloudy this morning, sunny spells this afternoon. Temperatures 8 degrees Celsius, 46 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton has been named as the BBC's Sports Personality of the Year. <sighs> the Formula One world champion from Stevenage beat golfer Rory McIlroy into second place with distance runner Joe Pavey third. After the ceremony, Hamilton admitted he was surprised to win. I was so speechless up there, I really was not expecting it. What an incredible year it's been for all of us, you know. It's been an unreal year. I think tonight really showed, just as I said on stage, just how many great sportsmen and women we have in this country it's just uh, it's mind-blowing in football it was a special day for Watford on Saturdays former chairman Sir Elton John returned to the club to officially open the East Stand which has been named after him the Hornets celebrated the occasion with a 2-1 win over Wigan MK Dons remain in the League One playoffs after their draw at Preston. Luton Town lost the inaugural Eric Morecambe Trophy as they went down 3-0 at Morecambe. The Hatters now preparing for tomorrow night's FA Cup second round replay against Bury. Meanwhile, we can beat 10 men South End 4-1 at Adams Park. Their manager, Gareth Ainsworth, wants more people to come and watch his team play. Come down, we want to entertain you, we want to put on a show for you and, uh, and things have changed down here now, so... Yeah, if, if you get the word around, bring your mates and, uh, and hopefully we can get the uh, get the place buzzing again. Walter Murphy, it's Wood, it's a goal, it's Sam Wood. It was a miss hit shot, it fell to Sam Wood, seven yards from goal and he just wafted his left boot at it. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, there's Morris eight.
Hamilton, I've really got it in for him today. Uh, Lewis Hamilton in the news there, where he said, well, when I went up on the stage, I was so surprised, I was speechless. Well, that's a lie. He did a speech. He was literally with speech. He wasn't speechless. Speechful. He, he was speechful. He was full of it, full of something. And it wasn't personality. Has a woman ever won sports boobs of the year? Sports personality of the year? Princess Anne... And Princess Anne's daughter. Oh, for God. I said a woman. <laughs> Not a horse. Oh. Has anyone with personality ever won sports personality of the year? Now, there's a question. Oh, that's a question. Oh, 08459 five, five. Princess Anne won sports personality of the year. Yeah, with the BBC. Um, excuse sport? me. Excuse me, your ro- horsing. Excuse me, Royal Highness. Can we uh, can we can we kiss your bottom a bit? Uh, can I give your bottom a big kiss, please? And we'll get with the BBC. We'd like to kiss your bottom with the BBC. For goodness sake, sports personality of Princess Anne and then her daughter. That's what they were doing. There was talk there as well of um, Elton John uh, going to... Well, I like a bit of Elton John. Not necessarily his songs. He did do one good song, but I don't particularly like his songs. He did one good song. What was it? Oh, I don't know, but Mandy Moore did a cover of it. Sorry? That says a lot. No, Mandy Moore, right, I don't even know who she is really. She didn't... Yeah, well, blonde and a really good singer. She's got a beauty spot just above the lip. Perfect. She did an album of cover versions, and do you know what? They're bloody good. Good. Let me see. XTC senses working overtime on there. Does she do that? Yeah, she does it really good. Pull it off because it's brilliant. She also does. Um, Drop the pilot, try my balloon. Original sin. Was that the song? No. Oh, no, that was one they did together. No, she did... I know two other people. Sorry? Two other women, that one. Oh, go on then. Yeah, we've got Mary Peters. Doesn't count, never heard of her. OK, and Virginia Wade. Hey, Wadey! Now she's got personality. Yeah, and yeah. balls. OK. So is she still a woman? She's a tennis player. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. 555. So go on, find the Mandy Moore. It's a really good album. It's probably called Under the Covers. What song? Or Cover Me Up. What song do you want? Well, I don't know. Have you got the album? Why are we even having this conversation? I don't know. Anyway, Elton John. Find the... the, um... Have you found the album? No. It's called Mandy Moore doing the... Behind the covers, cleaning the covers, under the covers, up with the covers, what's the covers, cover, 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 cover me, me black, cover me bland, cover me... Cover me now. Cover... Nice, that's a nice cover. Sofa cover. Change the covers. Clean the covers. Cleaning the covers by Mandy Moore. That's it. 
That's the record. No, resa- no results have been found. You're not even trying. You're yes, just. I am. You're tapping I'm away. Trying the hardest I've ever. Google tried it. Anything. Google it. Mandy yeah. Moore covers. Yeah. She's good. Uh, coverage. That's it. That's why I haven't. Get the made. track listing for it. But right, I can do it now. Okay, and everyone is. A, it's a brilliant album. Everyone is a winner. Mm. Sorry. Mm. Who? Anyway, while you're finding that... We haven't got it. We haven't got the album. Okay, well, it's on my iPod. Hey, by the way, next week, Monday and Tuesday, um, we're just going to mess around. Um, basically. Uh, Tuesday, you're invited, dear listeners, to turn up at the studio anytime you want and pop in for 15 minutes. I've got a text with no name on it. Okay. Um, and I was thinking, is there a way... Is there a way that we can get my iPod to play out of the desk here? Yes. Is there? Yes. How? Dunno. Is there? There is. Okay, brilliant. We'll play iPod Roulette next week. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, we're going to play iPod Roulette. Uh, So callers can uh, call up with their iPods and you can bring yours in and we'll have a game of iPod Roulette. Okay. And uh, the win- winner stays on. All right. What's the text? Once again, you are a disgrace, IL. S- I'm guessing me. that's Ian. Hello. Me. Lewis Hamilton is one of our greatest ever sportsmen. Well, hang on a Jealous, second. Jealous, are we? First of all, Question mark. anonymous. First of all, he's a driver. That's not sports. Secondly, yeah, he's a really good driver. I'll give him that. Thirdly, he's got no personality. Ality, ality. Have the, have the cojones to put your name on the decks. Do you know what's got more personality than Lewis Hamilton? Mm. The singing bear in Shepherd. Yeah, there yeah. we go. No, I've not finished my Elton John story yet. I know oh, you've linked him. Sorry. Um, it was always funny to complain. Uh, so anyway, Elton John, he's been at Watford, right? Yeah. He's at Watford. God, they're loud, aren't they? Yeah, I'm just telling them down. They're at Watford. Yeah. And David Furnish is there. Yeah. Right? Now, I like David Furnish. I once was very, very, um, how should we put this? Let's say drunk in a gay nightclub and was dancing all around him, telling him he loved it. Right? Yeah. Uh, so I like David. I think he's nice. Seems yeah. like a nice lad. We had a little chat. Maybe I had a little flirt. Who knows? Ooh, My secrets. <laughs> but what has he done to his hair? Have you seen what he's done to his hair? No. He's done something to his hair. What has he done to his hair? I don't know. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. But someone who has done something to their hair is Justin Dealey. Yes. What, is that Elton John's story finished? Yeah. What was, was the point in it? <laughs> I don't know. What's the point in any of this rubbish? There is a bear in Shefford, um, a six-foot mechanical bear which sings Christmas carols, is being threatened with an asbo. It's outside the Loft Cafe in Shefford. It's called Bernard the Polar Bear. And Justin has um, taken it to the streets. He has. We really want to track down the owners of the cafe if they're free to give the us a call. The Loft Cafe, or Al- Abby McGee, who works there. Apparently, people um, say that they, they open at eight. Oh, OK. Robert Farnden is the owner. OK. If you're listening, 08459 Meanwhile, like to, uh... here's Dealey. Madam, the bear has been given an ASBO. Can you give us your reaction to this sad news locally? No, I, I, I think you're crazy. <laughs> no, no, I'm being... It's not me, madam. It's not me. I mean, what, what would you like to say to local people that have complained about the bear singing Christmas oh, songs? Get a life and happy Christmas. <laughs> Thank you very much. Wendy, a very good morning to you. A very Merry Christmas to you. On the streets of Shefford today, the bear... You know the bear well, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah He's it. been given an asbo. Has he? Mm. Didn't they like his singing? Well, apparently not. Some people locally don't like him. What's your reaction to that? I didn't take a lot of notice he was there. I thought, 
I didn't think anything of it, to be quite honest. Really? Yeah, I think, again, it's overreaction. Mm, absolutely. I mean, what, what sort of tunes was he singing? Uh, Christmassy ones, because I did make him sing once when I come by. But... You made the bear sing? Yeah. How you did you make the, the bear button. sing? There's a button on the, on the uh, stand. Yeah. So you press it and he starts singing. And what did he sing for you? I uh, can't remember now. Mm. Cause... Couldn't have been that memorable then. Well, it was just a Christmas song. Yeah. Yeah. So you think the people that are complaining about this need to... Stop overreacting. Yeah, yeah, probably. But then again, it's not right outside my window, so perhaps if it was, it would get on your nerves. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, partial views. OK, thanks for your time, madam. You're welcome. What's your name, boss? Newbury Paul. Newbury Paul. Lovely to meet you today. Um, the Singing Bear. Morning to you, sir. Morning. Um, the Singing Bear. He's been given an ASBO. What's your reaction? It's England, doesn't it? It's England. Not allowed to do anything in this country now, are we? Yeah. Do these people that have complained about the bear disgust you? Um, all he does is sing songs. It's Christmas. That's all the bear does. Yeah. He's not doing nothing wrong, is he? Oh well, they've even uh, church bells have even been told to stop. Chickens, cockerels have even been told yeah. in this country. Yeah. You're not happy, are you? We've got a fantastic country with. I don't mean the present government, but yeah. with previous idiots running it. Yeah. But who the thing have is, made millions out of it. The thing is, the idiots you're talking about are living locally. They're the ones that have complained about the bear. What would you like to say to those people listening right now that have complained about a bear who sings Christmas carols? I wouldn't lower myself to their level. Just leave it there. Thanks for your time. Thank you. There's, and you, uh, there was a, there's a cockerel that lives near me. And luckily, I wake up at... I, I normally wake up at six minutes past four. I was up and out of my bed at quarter to four this morning. Good for you, man. Thank you very much. My youngest was screaming, and I just had to go and tell him to shut up. Good for him. Um, and then I got up, and I did a little bit of work, actually. I had a little cough and uh, did some reading. What did you read? The Bible. Uh, but there's a cockerel that lives with me, and as, I, as I'm driving away, uh, I can hear the cockerel starting to crow. Why do people have those things near houses? And how does the cockerel know it's nearly morning time? Does it still crow at the same time even when the crocs, clock goes back or forward? That was a close one. That really was. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, a lane is closed between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and Junction 10 for the M1 Luton Airport Spur Road. That's because of a broken down vehicle and it's causing queues from Junction 12 for Flitwick at the moment. On the M25, anti-clockwise, it's very slow still between Junction 21A for St Albans and 15 for the M4 after the accident earlier on between Junction 17 and 16. And on the M14 northbound, we're hearing reports that there has been an accident between Junction 1A for the M25 and one for the Denham roundabout. Uh, in Denham, having a look at the A40 Western Avenue, it's queuing between uh, the Denham Roundabout and Gypsy Corner because of a breakdown earlier on at the Hillingdon Circus. And checking the speed sensors in Roxton on the A1 Great North Road, that's still moving not too badly around the Black Cat Roundabout, but expect that to get busy soon through the roadworks in place there. Smart the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. 7.46, Monday the 15th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Five people have fled from a cafe in Sydney where a gunman has taken staff and customers hostage. Armed police have surrounded the building and negotiators have made contact with the hostage taker. Gross misconduct notices have been served to four Bedfordshire police officers. They're already being investigated over the death of Leon Briggs from Luton, who had been detained by police officers. And more than 100 people have died while waiting for an organ transplant in Beds, Hearts and
thousand bucks in the past five years. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts, and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, we've got a fairly decent day ahead of us. It looks like it should stay dry. Maybe just the odd spot will drizzle around, but sunny spells and light winds with temperatures reaching 7 degrees Celsius. Clear spells through the night as well, and it should stay dry, but we're expecting a widespread frost with those temperatures getting down close to freezing. And tomorrow, more sunny intervals, dry during daylight hours, but it does cloud over later on ahead of some rather heavy rain we're expecting through the night with highs of 6 degrees. Now, from Wednesday onwards, it becomes a bit more breezy. By the morning, that night's rain should have cleared, although it's still going to be quite cloudy with a bit of drizzle around for some. And on Thursday, a fairly cloudy day with heavy rain through the night and a cloudy damp start to Friday, but brightening up later on. That's your latest forecast. Every weekday morning. You can book your place on the show now. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Come on and get some help, get some assistance. Tackling your consumer problems. I couldn't trace an account in any of the names or any of the addresses that were given. For it to be running for six weeks and then for them to cut it all off again just doesn't make any sense. The JVS Show fights for your rights. He came to me and asked if I could go and have a word with said bank. I had an email from the bank to say that you'd been in touch with them and the senior customs relations manager was most apologetic. Thankfully, you managed to get your money back. Yep, but that was due to, obviously, your station itself. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. That's the phone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome to, or you can send us a text, 81333. Uh, start your text 3CR. Uh, someone emailed as well, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Uh, Ian says, uh, out of the 60-odd winners of Sports Personality of the Year, the only two with any personality are Henry Cooper and Ian Botham. Well, uh, Ian Botham used to um, um, like a little bit of the old... <laughs> Inhaler? Yeah, exactly. I think he was an asthmatic. The rest are boring and don't have a personality, says Ian. Now... A Hertfordshire head teacher says she wants a crossing installed outside her school to keep her pupils safe. Children are having to dodge cars and minibuses on Bowling Green Lane in Buntingford. The situation has been made worse recently with the disappearance of yellow lines. Well, we can speak to head teacher Julie Michaels from Edwin Street Middle School. Good morning, Julie. Good morning. So tell me what's, what's going on. What's the problem? Uh, well, we've been trying for very many years. I've um, I've been here 16 years now, and um, we were very concerned about the volume of traffic. Uh, we share this cold this road, which actually ends um, at, at the upper school. Um, there are 500 pupils here. Uh, uh, about a thousand up the road, and with the increase of uh, of the traffic, it makes it incredibly difficult. Um, so we've been trying for very many years to get a safe crossing for the pupils. Um, we've had some success in uh, February. We I think we've managed to achieve some double yellow parking down the road. So um, you know the the flow of traffic will improve. However. Um, they did, in fact, uh, resurface the road in October half term. We thought that's wonderful. Mm. However, <laughs> it's now coming to the end of term, and none of the yellow lines have yeah. been reinstated. So it's <laughs> more hazardous, unfortunately, Blimey. than ever. 
Oh dear! So what? what people kind of parking where they shouldn't and doing yeah. all those kind of naughty things. Absolutely, they're just parking wherever they like. Have you got the white zigzag lines? We have nothing now. Oh, there's nothing. Absolutely nothing. Oh. Tarmac. <laughs> Any idea when those lines will be replaced? I'm assuming you've spoken to the council on this. Um, I believe there you, there is some... They had to wait two weeks for the surface to um, improve. Um, we've been chasing um, a result to find out exactly when, but we're constantly being told that it will be very soon. Shall we see if we can find out a date for you, Julie? Thank you. Stay there. We've got um, Conservative Councillor Terry Duris, responsible for highways at Hearts County Council. Morning, Terry. Good morning, Ian. When are they going to get their lines and their zigzags? Second week in January. Julie? Second week. Second week in January. I just wonder why it's taken so long. I can answer that for you, Julie. The, The reason is that... A, we have to wait for a period of time to let the, the, the surface and the chippings that are put down as part of the road improvement or the re- road resurfacing uh, to actually bed in. And when the gang came along to actually put the yellow lines down and put them li- the, the uh, markings down, unfortunately a whole load of cars had actually parked on the road and they couldn't actually do it. So they've actually had to schedule in another date and get um, what's known as a uh, highway clearance to get them to come back and do this, and they'll do that on the second week of January. And it's very unfortunate that people have taken the opportunity, just because the lines aren't actually showing there, to park in an inconsiderate way, and that's very regrettable. Yeah, but of course they're going to do that, aren't they? And did, did, did the crews not think of um, putting up no parking notices before, for the last time? I'm afraid I don't know that, Ian, but yeah. I do know that as part of the project of uh, doing the re- resurfacing, they actually have to come back afterwards and put the yellow lines and the, the zigzags back down again. So, Ju- Julie, we've got a date, mm. second week of January. You don't sound happy. Well, it's, a, it's an awful long time, um, and as I say, it happened at October half term. We thought, OK, maybe a week, uh, but it's a whole entire half term. Second week of January is going to be another week uh, for the children returning. Um, it, it's, I don't think it's good enough, really. Terry, it's not good enough. Why can't, why can't it be done any sooner? Because we have to actually uh, book the road space, and, and that takes time. N- not only does it take time, but we actually have to slot it in. And also, there's an, uh, there is a uh, definable number of vehicles that are out there that can do these things. And uh, don't forget, of course, after this week, the schools are on, on uh, Christmas holiday for two weeks. So I, I, I would ask Julie just to be patient. I can understand her frustrations, but we, we do see a light at the end of this particular project. And uh, to the best of my knowledge, and as, as I have just said that it is scheduled for the second week in January. Julie? Uh, well, again, as I say, it's, it's a shame that it wasn't organised well in the first place, so we wouldn't have had. With the weather turning as it is, it's dark, it's wet, more and more people. The tragedy is that they hadn't planned ahead and put those warning signs out or prevented people uh, from parking when the um, people came in the first place to put the lines in. But, but it is, and I know it's not ideal, and I know it's a little bit longer than perhaps you're hoping for, but, but if, you know, Terry is generally a man of his word. If, it, if it's, the end is in sight, if there's a date, second week of January, 
can, can you hold out that long? Well, we're going to have to. We have no choice, have we? And Terry, what are the chances of getting a crossing put there that, that Julie's after? Uh, well, the chances of getting a crossing put there are very slim because the number of uh, children and the number of people crossing the road doesn't meet the, the required figure to allow this. And can Someone I needs to be also, killed, don't if they? I, if I can just say that at the beginning of the year, we did actually talk, or officers did talk to the school, yeah. and there was some hope in actually getting people to volunteer to undertake the crossing patrol and we would have been very supportive of that but unfortunately um, the people I think possibly um, or the school wasn't able to get people to either sponsor a school crossing patrol or get people to volunteer. There's also an issue about um, uh, some grit as well I know that Julia's uh, mentioned and although the school itself on Bowling Green Lane isn't on a gritting run there is a a grit box right outside the school and we've offered the school grit um, to allow them to grit the road but unfortunately they rejected that offer and it was free of charge julie <laughs> well when um we are the busiest route with great we are the largest employer in buntingford uh, with freeman college included between the two schools as i explained in my letter when i wrote to them that we have the highest volume of traffic um, going along Bowling Green Lane but apparently we're not eligible for gritting. So when they kind of, well, I mean normally the decision is made by the heads at about five or six o'clock in the morning I mean one, the, I, I don't quite understand what uh, having offered the grit would they like the teachers to come along at five in the morning six in the morning and start gritting I offered to pay uh, for a gritting company to come and grit the road so that I could so that we could keep our schools open. I was told I was not allowed to do that. Highways that belongs to the road belongs to highways. If there were an accident, I would be liable. Yeah. So every uh, you know, it's very kind of them to offer me salt, um, but I haven't got the manpower to actually grit a long road. Terry, teachers are quite busy. You can't expect teachers to go out there and, and, and grit the road. Why, why can't you grit the road outside the school? Well, the road itself, there are some technical reasons in terms of highways uh, what are the they? road. Um, that we haven't got a vehicle that is small enough to go along the road, and the, uh. the gritting vehicles that we have can't do a U-turn at the bottom of the road. But as, if Julie has said that she is offered to get a private company to come along and grit the road, that is something that I will certainly take up with Brilliant. the officers and All see right. if we can do. Well, let's... let's, let's you, you two have another chat, Julie. I, I know it's frustrating, but we, we, we're, we're getting there, I think. I think we are. Hopefully. Julie, thank you. Terry, excellent stuff today. Thank you very much indeed. 03453 John's called in. Morning, John. Morning. Uh, by the way, let's, let's keep an eye on that. Second week of January, we'll go back and make sure that those lines are back. Yes, John, what would you like to say? Uh, that school, they won't put a crossing in. I used to drive a dust cart around Bantingford. Uh, yeah. It's only a short, dead-end road, so that's probably one thing against the schools. Yeah. Um, if it, that is the case as well, obviously most of the traffic is going to be school-related traffic, so then the parents should use their common sense if they've got any. Oh! They, hey! Terry! Uh, John, what's coming up there? Sorry, I had a little bit of a... Uh, there was a, quite a big bit of a... <laughs> Sorry about that. That's all right, go on. Uh, also, um, they told the headmistress that if she pays their private company to sort the area, uh, any accidents are liable to the school. Yeah. Well, it looks, like, it looks like Terry's going to look... Terry Duris, fair play, he gets a bit of stick on her, he came on and he, he's, le- he's yeah. practised, he's learnt his, he's learnt his lessons, uh, he's, he's going to look into that. Uh, yeah, but also, if she gets 
teachers or she herself actually seems to grit the road, oh surely she's still going to be liable. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, John, thank you. I, d- I don't think um, anyone could expect the teachers or the headmistress to go out and grit the road. That was really nice of you to give out WM's number. Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> they might get our best calls. <laughs> That's the first time. It's the first time I've done it here. I've done it plenty of times the other way around. I, I, I'm, I'm seeing another radio station, dear listeners. I apologise. What's our number then? Oh eight. Yeah. Four ah, five nine. We've not made the change to the cost cutting number yet. Okay. No. Oh eight four five nine double. Nope. Oh eight four five nine. Four. I don't know. Oh eight four five nine yep. four double five five double five. Thanks very much. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are severe delays on the M25 clockwise between Junction. 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4 and 17 for Maple Cross. That's because of an accident. It's been moved to the hard shoulder now, though. On the M14 northbound, it's very slow between the Denham roundabout and the M25, coming off the A40 heading towards the M25. And having a look at the M1 southbound, there's a lane closed between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. Those queues now are still to Junction 12 for Flittick. In Watford, Beach and Grove is looking very busy around Escort Road. And having a look at the speed sensors in Hitchin, and it's looking really busy into Hitchin on Offley. Road and Moormead Hill. On the train centre reports of any major problems at the moment, Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. We may be able to speak to someone connected with the six-foot bear in Shefford. Fingers crossed. And do any sports people have personality? I don't think they do. Or Cantona. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Gail Sanderson. The headlines, hostages held in Sydney Cafe, developments in Leon Briggs' inquiry and Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton, Sports Personality of the Year. BBC Three Counties Radio. Five people have fled from a cafe in Sydney where a gunman has taken staff and customers hostage. Armed police have surrounded the building. Negotiators have made contact with the hostage taker. The Prime Minister, Tony Abbott, says it's a distressing time. I can think of almost nothing more distressing, more terrifying than to be caught up in such a situation and our hearts go out to those people. Gross misconduct notices have been served to four Bedfordshire police officers. There are among five officers already being investigated by the Independent Police Complaints Commission over the death of Leon Briggs from Luton. He died in November last year after being detained by officers. Liberty Louise from the Justice for Leon campaign says a police constable and three sergeants have been served with the notices. Three sergeants were also involved in that conferring, um, which we think is an absolute disgrace. It is against um, the IPCC recommendations about collusion, about conferring. A UKIP general election candidate who'd been due to fight one of the party's key target seats has resigned after he was recorded using racist and homophobic language. Kerry Smith had apologised for making the remarks, saying he'd been taking strong medication at the time. 
A Hertfordshire teacher says she wants yellow lines replaced outside her school. They disappeared when the road was resurfaced. Terry Duris from Hertfordshire County Council told Three Counties Radio in the last few minutes that the yellow lines would be replaced in the second week of January. But Julie Michael, head of Edwin Street Middle School, says children have been dodging cars and minibuses on Bowling Green Lane in Bontingford for weeks. She's disappointed it's taken so long. It's a shame that it wasn't organised well in the first place, so we wouldn't have had, with the weather turning as it is, it's dark, it's wet, more and more people. The tragedy is that they hadn't planned ahead and put those warning signs out or prevented people uh, from parking when the um, people came in the first place. More than 100 people have died while waiting for an organ transplant in bedsites and books in the past five years. And the NHS Blood and Transplant Service says nearly 300 people in the three counties are currently waiting for a transplant. A specialist nurse in organ donation, Trish Collins, says they need more donors. Sadly, some people are dying on the transplant list before they get that call and this is our opportunity to do something about it. Hertfordshire's Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton has been named BBC Sports Personality of the Year. Accepting the award, the 29-year-old from Stevenage said he was speechless. It's been an amazing year. I really felt your support. I always say we win and we lose together because I feel your love when you come round to all these races. And the weather, cloudy this morning, sunny spells this afternoon. Maximum temperature, 8 degrees Celsius, 46 Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. He was speechless after making a speech. Opening the doors on the biggest advent calendar in beds, hearts and bucks. <laughs> Let's see who's behind door number 15. David Priever. My best Christmas memories... Lying in bed as a child on Christmas morning, in the dark, wide awake, and then looking through the darkness to see if there was anything that Santa had delivered at the end of the bed. And one year he bought me a bike, and I can still remember reaching out with my toes and feeling the spokes of the tyres on that bike and knowing that Santa that year had delivered. Building up to Christmas with BBC Three Counties Radio. Kerry Smith. First of all, blokes called Kerry. That's a big no-no as far as I'm concerned. And he was racist and homophobic, but don't worry, it was the medication he was on. Yeah, I often read the side effects of medication and they say, warning, may make you speak a load of right-wing, offensive, homophobic, racist nonsense. Get me some of those anti-gay, anti-black pills, please. It was the medication I was on that made me be a racist. Okay, hokey dokey. Lots to talk about this morning. I'll tell you what after this. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't think any sports people have personalities and um uh, uh, ken um says motor racing is not a sport nor is horse racing if you remove the driver or rider this is very good if you remove the driver or rider and replace them with an average guy off the street the race would still happen with winners and losers it's just that the times would be longer <laughs> and he's right it would be a li- they'd both be a little bit they're not sports not like proper sports like darts or snooker those are sports 
Yeah. So? I'm what? not sure that you're right. I, I am, mate. Why don't you ask Luke Ashmead or the other fella that does the sports programme here? Ewan? No, who's the other fella, the short guy? Simon. No, there's a wee fella. Luke Ashmead. And there's the... the uh, Jeff. Jeffrey. Jeff Moyles. Get, get, ask him. They'll tell you that uh, snooker... I was having a great chat with them about football the They're other day. They're more pub games, snooker and darts, I would say. They're sports, mate. They are working class sports. But and I would say a sport is like... Snowboarding. Football. Who said that in that romantic lilt? Yeah, like football and like rugby. Look at Claire is really flagging with the early start. Look, you're, you're, she you're, really is. You're, you're lying on the, you got your head down on the desk. It's I'm like it's double maths or something. Yeah. yeah what I'm can we do? Go for a nap. What can we do to wake you up? I know I'm really awake. I'm fine. Yeah. Really? I am. I'm talking. I don't. I wouldn't be able to talk if I was. No, it's not really. It's more slurring than talking. Am I slurring? Sorry. Am I slurring? Not then? a clue, Kelly. Any? I'm not sure. No. It's just my accent, I'm sorry. Huh? It's her what? It's my accent, I'm sorry. I'm, I have I, this trouble every day. <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting... I'll just leave Go back. Go back to sleep, okay. my darling. Go back to sleep. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, OK. I've not had a chance to talk about the Am- buying things on Amazon for a penny yet. Maybe we'll get to that a bit later on. Meanwhile, Fort Bedfordshire police officers currently under investigation over the death of a looter man in custody have been served with additional gross misconduct notices. 39-year-old Leon Briggs died after being held following concerns about his behaviour in the town last year. The Independent Police Complaints Commission says the gross misconduct notices relate to the matter of the officers conferring at the police post incident procedure on the day that Mr Briggs died. Well, we can speak now to Peter Nehru, the former Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police. Morning, Peter. Good morning. Uh, Conferring at the police post-incident procedure. What does that mean in English, Peter? Yeah, it's taken them a long time to get to this point as well, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, So what does it mean? It means that what's supposed to happen is the officers are supposed to record their initial account uh, in writing as soon as possible after the incident's taken place. Uh, There are then a set of quite structured procedures, the post-incident procedures, that are supposed to be managed by an appointed senior officer. And that includes ensuring that uh, when the officers make their detailed notes up, uh, that they do so separately. And the the only process, any time that they confer, is in a controlled controlled way. So either the officers make their own individual final statements up so that they're, they're, they're quite independent and quite separate. And that's obviously so that they, you know, they, they, their stories can then be compared and contrasted to make sure they're all saying the same thing. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it, there, there are some limits. Sorry about the train announcement. That's all right, Peter. Go some, on. There are some limits uh, on that because, for example, if you've had a, a firearms incident and uh, and another, another party's left the scene, you might well need to confer very quickly because you're you're, you're pooling intelligence. Yeah. But generally speaking. What you want to ensure is when the officers make their statements, they're making their own evidence and putting it into the uh, into the statement rather rather than a pooled memory of uh, of what took place. How, in practical terms, how can you stop people conferring? Well, you can if you you can if you've got if you've got four or five officers, you can you can control the process uh, to a considerable degree. I mean, it's going to 
there's going to be a, a quite a step change happening fairly shortly with the introduction of body-worn video because the officer's going to have a piece of independent evidence from a camera you know, that, that, that's viewing the thing as they would have seen it. So things are going to get better. But, but you're right, there are some limitations on this. Peter, listen, we'll, we, we shall let you go. We've got, we've got the main thrust of it. You're, and we know that you're travelling and I appreciate um, you talking to us uh, mid-journey. Thank you very much indeed, Peter Nehru, the former Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, did you nab any bargains at the weekend? Amazon had, um, well, a glitch. Gosh, look at the state of that man, that woman. I'm so sorry. Amazon glitch lets shoppers buy goods for just one piece. Seller, oh no, this is this woman lost twenty grand in an hour. Furious owners of small businesses face ruin after a, gr- a glitch allowed online shoppers to buy their products on Amazon for one p. Some firm lost tens of thousands of pounds in a single hour during Friday night's disastrous software malfunction. It's the end of days, isn't it? It's the end of days, I think, Leslie. The end of what? Days. Days, what's that meant? It's the end of days. End of days. It's the end of days. Explain yourself. Well, I think it's the end of days. Oh. Because computers are turning against us. Oh, I I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm saying it's the end of days. Ah. Because there was um, the uh, Koreans hacked into Sony and revealed that someone had said something rude about Angelina Jolie. And now Amazon has um, uh, allowed loads of goods to be bought for a penny each. Yeah, I read about that. Did you buy anything? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I read about that. Did you buy anything for a penny, Leslie? Oh, not lately. Very difficult. Well, not if you're on Amazon on Friday night between 7 and 8 o'clock. <laughs> well, I worked. Oh, look, this poor woman, Judith Blackford, has got a children's clothing firm called Kiddy Mania. Yeah. She lost £20,000. Oh, no. I mean, shouldn't um, Amazon um, um, cough up the, the money that she's lost? You would hope so. Yeah, because it wouldn't be, wouldn't it be Amazon's fault? Meboob Rasul, that's Meboob Rasul of Cloud Seller, said 400 of its mattresses were snapped up for a penny each. Well, the, per, the, the people who snapped up those um, mattresses, I mean, oh. they're they laughing all the way, don't they? Mr Patel suffered 100 thousand pounds worth of losses from shoppers buying toothbrushes. Flipping heck! How many toothbrushes did he shift? <laughs> well, oh, quite a lot. Anyway, Leslie, it's so lovely to talk to you. What would you like to say? Yeah, um, someone told me, I don't know whether it's true or not, because it's, it's, it's driving me um, um, a bit crazy. Um, bumps in the roads. What? Bumps in the roads. Road bumps. Road bumps, yeah. Yeah. In Liverpool, they remove all the bums and all the bus lanes. Oh, right. And what happened? 
Well, if they remove only that's freedom to the drivers in that part of the country. Would well, you think so? Well, did, did, well, I don't know. D- did it work? I don't know. Ah. I, I've just been told you can investigate it well, because yeah, the last time, the last time I took my car for MOT, it cost me four hundred quid. I um, we your your an MOT costs four hundred quid. Yeah, because of the bombs and potholes. The what? The what? Bombs and potholes. Right. But we don't know if it's made the situation any better in Liverpool. Well, it would, because I still fork out four hundred pounds on my you car. Have to, you have to do what? Fork out four hundred quid on my he car. S- he said fork out. Stand down. Stand down. Yes. Yeah? Yes. And um, because I have to replace two front spring. Oh, man. I've which, got take... caused by, which was caused by another pothole of bumps. I've got to take my car to the garage today. And a tyre. It costs so far Hello? four tyres I have to replace. Leslie, can you do me a favour? Yeah? We've had a great idea... For, uh-huh. uh, for little jingles for the show, where we get... You know, we're, we're having a reggae Christmas on this show because of you. And um, we are... I, I want to get all of the presenters at BBC Three Counties Radio to say, hello, my name is uh, Roberta, and I wish you a, a, a very reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year, right? Uh-huh. But I don't know what Roberta or Nick Coffer look like. So would you do me a favour, Leslie? Yeah, go ahead. Would you say, hello, my name's Roberta from the afternoon show on Three Counties Radio, and I wish you a reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year. Good evening. My name is Roberta from the afternoon show, and I wish you a reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year to everyone. Why did you say good evening? Because he comes on in the afternoon. Evening. Yeah, why would you not say good afternoon then? Or good morning? Oh, well, I can say good morning. Don't worry, that's perfect. Thank you. Okay. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Towards Luton on the M1 southbound, it's very slow because of the breakdown earlier between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. There's still queuing from Junction 12 for Flitwick at the moment. And on the M25 clockwise, there are severe delays between Junction 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4 and 17 for Maple Cross after the accident that has been moved to the hard shoulder, though. Also anti-clockwise on the M25, it's stop-start between Junction 21A for St Albans and 15 for the M4. In Chisel Green... On the A405 North Orbital Road, it's very slow uh, between the Watford Road at the Shell Roundabout and Tippendale Lane, affecting people travelling towards St Albans this morning. And in Denham, on the A40 Western Avenue, there are queues between the Denham Roundabout and the Gypsy Corner because of a breakdown at the Hillingdon Circus. No reports of any delays at the moment on the trains, though. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. 8.16. It is uh, Monday, the 15th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Five people have fled from a cafe in Sydney where a gunman has taken staff and customers hostage. Armed police have surrounded the building. Gross misconduct notices have been served to four Bedfordshire police officers. They're already being investigated over the death of Leon Briggs from Luton, who'd been detained just over a year ago. And more than 100 people have died while waiting for an organ transplant in beds, hearts and bucks in the past five years. BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Look at you. Dressed down Monday. Got a T-shirt on, haven't you? You look like you've been working on a farm. 
Really? Yeah, you look Why? farmy, and you've got hairs on you. Uh, they are the hairs of a Dalmatian. Oh. Yes. You've been seeing another dog. <laughs> What's <laughs> yeah. going on? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the hairs of a Dalmatian. I don't get Dalmatians. Really? No, I don't, I don't think they're um, nice. They're not your kind of dog? No. no. Right. No. Well... They might not like you either. Well, let's let's put it to the what test. What is your kind of dog? You don't like dogs. Cocker spaniels. Co- oh, when like- they used to be able to dock the tail. <laughs> why, why would you prefer them when people used to cut their poor little tails off? I, I mean, they'd do it in the mouth, wouldn't they? It's not, it's not a big deal. What? I, I just don't like dogs with tails. And a cocker spaniel's little sausage tail doesn't cause any damage. Beautiful, perfect. But they communicate with their tail. When my when my puppy wants to play, her tail goes round and round and round like an aeroplane uh, wow. propeller. Does the back lift up a little bit? It <laughs> yeah. takes off. They've yeah. still got a stubby tail, so they can still you know do short messages. They just kind of have proper conversations. Yeah, but you see, when 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 I tell my dog off, yeah, when I say bad dog, get well, you say you actually I, speak I, I it say, dog I, language. Yeah, I say that. Okay, so come here. Do you and wag your her, tail? Her little tail kind of curls up between her legs and she runs because she's a bit frightened. Of and her. when she frightens you, does your tail curl up between your legs? Is it, that... it does, yeah, yeah. What's on your show this morning? I'll try not to sneeze during this, but I think I might. Oh. Yeah. Well, please try not. Why? Have you got a cold? Or? I've just got a sneeze brewing. Sneeze brewing. Well, just pinch the top of your nose, please. There. Yeah, that's it. That will suppress it. <laughs> Uh, coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine, why did you sign up to become an organ donor? Figures from the NHS show that more than 100 people have died whilst waiting for an organ transplant in beds, hearts and bucks in the past five years. 300 patients in the three counties are currently waiting for a transplant and the Health Service Blood and Transplant team say they want people to make the decision to sign up to the register this Christmas. Well, JVS Show listeners will be very familiar with a lady called T. Sanderman Charles. She's spoken to me several times over the last few years as she was terminally ill and in need of two new lungs. While she waited, she campaigned tirelessly to raise the profile of organ donation and her work has no doubt saved many lives. Well, sadly, this weekend, T. passed away having never received the donor organs that she needed. Many listeners have contacted me to say that T's inspiring story encouraged them to Mm. sign up to the donor register. So this morning from nine, we're going to look back at uh, at T's work, the things that she achieved in her all-too-short life, and I'll be asking you, why did you sign up to become an organ donor? I'd love your call, your story, from 9 08459 455 555. It seems a no-brainer to me. Hey, listen, when I'm dead, you you take what you... I can understand uh, why it would be difficult uh, for parents of a child, perhaps, to... I don't. Do you not? No. I think if you're... you're, I think... Well, my views are very strong on this. Yep. I personally can't understand why anyone would not want to become an organ donor. Yep. Can't understand it. And I particularly can't understand why people who are on the organ donor register themselves wouldn't sign their children up. Because if... I I guess the question you have to ask yourself is, if... For example, if one of your sons, God forbid, needed a new organ, would you accept the organ from another child? Yes, of course. But I can still understand why it would be difficult um, uh, when you when a child dies for you to go. Yeah, actually, you can you can do that. It would. I, I just think it would be such a painful decision to make. 
It, it would, but then it's uh, the 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 process of losing someone yeah. is painful, whether it's a child or somebody else. Oh, That's, I think. Oh, no, 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 no. I think it's much but, more painful if it's if it's your child. It's not I, the natural I, order of things. I'm, I'm sure. So I, your 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 thinking is perhaps not as as clear and as generous as as you want. And I can see if your your child died, why you'd want to be completely selfish and why you'd want to preserve that beautiful little body as it was. I can completely get that. But. You see, when somebody dies, whether it is your child, whether it's your your mother, your wife, your husband, whoever it may be, there is nothing good that comes from that. There's no, there's, you know, you you have to, when you look at it and you think, well, why has this happened? Mm. Why, how do I try and make sense of this? There's nothing positive that Mm. can come from, from somebody that you love's death at all. The thought that from your child or your Mm. husband or your wife's death that other people, a number of other people, could either have their lives saved, yeah. somebody else's child could have oh, their lives saved, yeah. somebody else's wife could have their life saved, and people's lives can be changed yeah. as well. You know, people have been given their sight, That people who haven't had sight for a long time are given mm. their sight because of somebody else's tragic death. Surely then at least you can say, well, from my family's tragedy something positive has occurred. Oh, yeah. And, and in principle, I, I mean, I've not had this conversation with my wife, so I don't know what her view's on it. Yes, I can, can t- totally get that. But I can also imagine being in, the, in that painful position where your rational thinking and your log- logical thinking is gone and you want that perfect little body to stay exactly as it is. But do you know the, do you know the reality? And I've, I've had conversations with friends of mine who mm. are organ donors themselves yeah. and they're quite pro-organ donation they think it's a good thing but they haven't signed their children up and and when i've said well why not they've said well you know it's it's a tough decision but i'd want to see um how i felt at the time as to whether i would allow their organs to go or not that's fine however it may come as a surprise to learn that many children who sadly are killed Mm. are killed in the back of a car that their parents are driving at the time. Yeah. You know, children sometimes are are killed in a in a family car accident. Yeah. And you as the parent may not be around to make that decision. Yeah. In which case your wishes for your child will will never be known and then you leave it to the rest of the family to have to make that decision. Well, then uh, but uh, uh, there's no uh, there's no obvious answer to it, but I, all I'm saying is I can completely understand why a parent would want to preserve their child and not want it to be um used for donation. I can completely get it. Well, from nine this morning, we'll discuss all of this. I'll ask, why did you sign up to become an organ donor? I'd love your call. 08459 455 555. Every weekday from three. Is the best thing just to run away to a hotel somewhere? A little bit of fun. I've got a feeling that this argument unfolds in every house. The latest news. New regulations allowing parents to share the care of their child in the first year after birth come into force today. Personal genome service claims to offer access to more than 100 pieces of genetic information about your health. A little bit of everything. Because if you haven't got baby Jesus in nativity, then it's not a nativity, is it? Let me bring you up to speed with some local news. Good afternoon. Welcome to the programme. What's your comment? We'll talk films and science fiction. Our fascination with science fiction films. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm not doing it. More than fu- more than 100 people have died while waiting for an organ transplant in beds, hearts and bucks in the past five years. That's according to the NHS Blood and Transplant Service. It wants more of us to sign up to the organ donor register in the run-up to Christmas. Nearly 300 people in the three counties are currently waiting for a transplant. 
Well, let's speak to Nick, uh, who, as he wants to be known, from Aylesbury. Morning, Nick. Hi, Ian. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you very much. You, you gave your kidney to a stranger. I did indeed. Why is that? Ian, yeah. Um, why? Because um, I didn't need to, for one reason. Um, and initially I started thinking about it because I knew a couple of people... Um, one person actually who had basically died of, you know, he was on dialysis and had a pretty miserable last couple of years of his life. Um, and uh, a, a closer relation of mine lost a child who couldn't get a, a new heart, but that's even further back. Um, and that's why I started looking into it. And um, I couldn't really see a reason why not to do it. So, um, you know, there you go. Um, uh, was, was, was it a difficult decision to make? Not at all. Not at all. No. Um, in fact, the more I looked into it, um, you know, the less reasons I could think about not doing it. Um, and, uh, you know, they look after you extremely well. They said to me from day one, if you want to pull out at any time, even if it's the morning of the operation, you know, no hard feelings, you know, we understand. Yeah. But, um, no, I just made a decision and I, I went through with it and I'm very glad I did. Do you know, do you know wh- where it went to? Um, no, not a clue. All I know is that the person's well, um, which is, the, obviously, is good news. Um, I don't know if they're old, young, male or female. Wow. And um, this was, this was a f- about four months ago. And how, how, do you, how do you feel physically? Absolutely fine. I was, uh, I was swimming after ten days, so couldn't have been that bad, could it? Wow. Because it's all keyhole now, isn't it? It's all kind of quite precise, it, minute surgery. It's, exactly. It's all keyhole. Um, I think on, on a few occasions when they can't um, get, the, you know, the, get the kidney out without keyhole, then they'll go back to traditional surgery, but um, in very, very you know, small percentage of cases. So I've got, I've, got a, I've got a few little scars on my abdomen. Yeah. One slightly longer one where they, the kidney came out hey. sort of on my left hip. Um, and, uh, you know, who, who cares? It's, um... Still, it's a cool story as well, to tell as well, isn't it? Well, I, I don't... Um, I, not that many people know about oh, it. Oh, really? Have you kept it pretty, secret? Pretty, pretty secret, yeah. Wow. And, uh, obviously, you know, family and, and a few close friends. Yeah. But, um... Well, Nick, listen, I, was it easy for you to, to, to kind of get involved and, and donate this? How did you do it? Well, um, i tell you, actually, if... Um, let me give you a, a website yeah, address. Um, I'll set slowly in case anybody wants to write it down. So it's www.uktransplant.org.uk. Now, if, you get, if somebody's interested, you can go on there and you can request a DVD or written information which will explain the whole process, you know, in case people are worried or, you know, just generally concerned. It's very, you know, it will tell you exactly how it goes, what, you, you know, what, what the process from day one. Um, it's about a sort of between, I think, sort of three to six months process from when you first have your first appointment to the surgery. And they do numerous tests on you to make sure you're fine. That's the main, the main concern is that you won't have any adverse, okay. you know, any problems after surgery. Nick, you know. listen, I have to move on. Thank you very much for that. Andrew, we're going to speak to you in a second, but I want to give you a fair crack of the whip. So stay there and uh, we will talk to you after this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M1 southbound towards Luton, it's very slow between Junction 12 for Flitwick and 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. On the M1 northbound, the lanes closed now between Junction 16 for Northampton West and 17 for Coventry, still through the roadworks after the broken down lorry there. And on the M25 clockwise, there are severe delays between Junction uh, 13 for Staines now to Junction 17 for Maple Cross after the accident, which has been moved to the hard shoulder but is still causing long queues. In Bourne End on the A41 southbound, it's closed at the Bourne End services. That's because of an accident there, so we're waiting for more information on that. Thank you to caller Matt, though, for reporting that one. In North Watford on Northwestern Avenue, it's very busy around the Dome roundabout, and in Marlow Bottom on the A404, it's very slow in both directions around the High Wycombe Handicross roundabout. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30 with the headlines and sport. I'm Gail Sanderson. Armed police have surrounded a cafe in the Australian city of Sydney where a gunman has taken a number of people hostage. Five have so far fled the building. The Prime Minister, Tony Abbott, says the incident may be politically motivated. Gross misconduct notices have been served to four Bedfordshire police officers. They're among several officers being investigated by the Independent Police Complaints Commission over the death of Leon Briggs from Luton. He died in November last year after being detained by officers. More than 100 people have died while waiting for an organ transplant in beds, hearts and bucks in the past five years. And the NHS Blood and Transplant Service says nearly 300 people in the three counties are waiting for a transplant. The weather cloudy this morning, sunny spells this afternoon. Maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius, 46 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton has been named as the BBC Sports Personality of the Year. The Formula One world champion from Stevenage beat golfer Rory McIlroy into second place with distance runner Joe Pavey third. After the ceremony, Hamilton admitted he was surprised to win. I was so speechless up there, I really was not expecting it. What an incredible year it's been for all of us, you know. It's been an unreal year. I think tonight really showed, just as I said on stage, just how many great sportsmen and women we have in this country. It's just, uh, it's mind-blowing. Football, Rangers have confirmed the stock exchange. The manager, Ali McCoist, has given 12 months' notice of his intention to resign. In the Premier League, the Liverpool manager, Brendan Rodgers, says goalkeeper Simon Mignolet has been dropped indefinitely. Liverpool lost 3-1 at Manchester United. Meanwhile, Tottenham are up to seventh after a 2-1 win at Swansea. It was a special day for Watford on Saturday. Sir Elton John returned to the club to officially open the stand, which has been named after him. The Hon- celebrated the occasion with a 2-1 win over Wigan. Sir Elton was a former chairman and the owner of the club and the current manager was very pleased to meet him. He's a very kind person. I am really very proud because I, I have a chance for, the, for meeting him. MK Dons remain in the League One playoffs after their draw at Preston. Luton Town lost the inaugural Eric Morecambe Trophy as they went down 3-0 at Morecambe. The Hatters are now preparing for tomorrow night's FA Cup second round replay against Bury. Meanwhile, Wickham beat 10 men South End 4-1 at Adams Park. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've... Uh... Yet to find a personality who plays sports, or indeed vice versa. So Lewis Hamilton 
local and vocal Lewis Hamilton, I believe we're supposed to call him, although Andrew says, Stevenages, Hertfordshire's, get it right, Lewis Hamilton is a millionaire tax avoider from Monaco. Ah, that explains the accent. Have you ever been to Monaco, Kelly? No. It's really boring I've there. Been to Stevenage. Okay. Well, it's really uh, exciting there. Yeah. Monaco's tiny and it's um, boring. And I think you have to get there by a helicopter. So in Monaco, yeah. Lewis Hamilton is an exciting person. He, he, exactly. If, we were, if it was um, uh, Monaco's uh, personality of the year, then Lewis Hamilton would be way up there. It's really weird, Monaco. I had to go there for a job. What was it? I think I had to go and play a video game or something in Monaco. That's I know. A job. Yeah, I wow. know. Uh, and it was. It's just you think. Oh, Monaco. Ooh, Monaco. And you get to go. Oh, Monaco. Really? Is this it? <laughs> Ringo Starr and Lewis Hamilton live here. Wow. Uh, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Now we're talking about organ uh, transplants and donations. Um, that's because. Well, there are figures out that more than 100 people have died while waiting for an organ transplant in beds, hearts and bucks in the past five years. We can speak to Andrew now, who had a heart transplant. Morning, Andrew. Morning. So thank you for waiting. I just wanted to make sure we, we got your full story. What happened, Andrew? When, when, did, when did you realise that, that things weren't quite right with your heart? Well, I actually um, got married and then we flew out to honeymoon and went to the Maldives. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful island. Yeah. And I started to feel ill on the plane and I just put it down to a hangover. Um, and what happened was I gradually got worse and worse, and we ended up having to get a speedboat back to the mainland, get the hospital there, and that's when I started to have multiple heart attacks. Um, I had to get an emergency airlift out from the Maldives to Bangkok, where I was on life support for about two and a half months. Flip it, heck. Yeah, it was pretty dramatic. They flew my family out, and, you know, it was, um, yeah, it was touch-and-go stuff. How old were you, Andrew? Uh, 34. Wow. Wow, so so a young man, and your your poor um, new bride must have been terrified. Yeah, but I mean, she's the one that uh, got me out. They say in sickness in health, so I just thought I'd really test out the in sickness first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, she pulled through. She did amazing. I mean, without her, I wouldn't be here today. Without a, a lot of people, I wouldn't be here today. So you're in Bangkok for a few months, and then they they flew you back to Britain. Yeah, straight into Northwold um, Airport, and then straight into Harefield Hospital from there which is, ironically, five minutes at my house. Yeah. <laughs> wow. OK, and so, and, and, and how long were you waiting for a heart transplant? So, in, in total, I was in hospital for uh, just under a year. There's various things that happened before that. I, I got so poorly, I had to have a mechanical heart fitted, which is called an LVAD. Um, but in total, um, I, I left my house in, in November um, 2012 and got back to my house in November 2013, basically. It must have been such a... I mean, were you aware of, of, of what exactly was going on, how serious this was? Yeah, I mean, um, in, in Bangkok, I actually got uh, one heart attack on Christmas morning, about four o'clock in the morning, I was awake for it. Yeah. I knew everything was going on, all the alarms and everything, and they just lay you flat on the bed, and then they very kindly, sorry, calmly say, you know, you're going to feel something now. And they press the button, they shock you, and you bring bring your heart back into rhythm. Flipping heck! So I, I knew what was going on there, and also, you know, um, I mean, it was, it's it's um, yeah, it was you know, seriously, it gets really. And um, there's numerous times where you know I got too poorly for a transplant, and you know, got taken off the list and put back on the list. I mean, mine. It sounds dramatic, but you know, as you're you're saying earlier, there yeah. are lots of people out there. We're in my situation now, which are, you know, hearing news today, you know, you know, 
there's no organs today. You know, it's it's something that's going on yeah. continually, and in my story is replicated sort of across the nation. You've got how, so how long have you had your new heart for? Um, just over a year now. And everything is is everything fine? I mean, did you, do you notice an immediate um, uh, the, the change in your health when you have the operation? Oh, I've, I was yeah, I was on death's door before. Isn't that it incredible. Was, yeah, I was. Um, yeah, really, really poorly, and uh, you get it, and then you wake up, and your your colour's different. Isn't that funny? I mean, you can't you can't really move because your chest's been cracked open. <laughs> and, you know, you're, you're very sore. You feel like you've been hit by a bus, basically, yeah. and you're very bruised. But you, you notice immediately you can breathe better. You're not fully uh, bloated with fluid because when you get heart failure, one of the big things is you get overloaded with fluid, and you, you so suddenly you feel like a pressure's off your body. Um, but it takes time to get, you know, back on your feet, basically. It takes a long time, you know. It's, you know, I was in hospital for a year. I had to learn how to walk again and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, I'm back to work. Me and my wife bought a house because we lost the house when I was poorly. Oh, um, And then we've just had a little boy. So we had a little boy nine weeks ago. Fantastic! <laughs> so... That's going to be hard work. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. So it's really nice. a nice moment when um, uh, my boy Frank was born. And um, I just held him on my chest, and the nurse says, oh, I like to feel your heartbeat. And you kind of, those moments, you just go, bloody hell, you know? Yeah. Um, this is pretty major thing, you know? I'm, I feel pretty privileged to experience such a thing, really. Most people go, oh, you know, you've had a hard, hard time, whereas I kind of think, well, I feel pretty good about it, oh, to be man. honest. Well, listen, enjoy, enjoy baby Frank. Yeah. Uh, and I guess, you know, the message is, sign up to, uh, to be a, tr- a donor. Yeah, I mean, my, because um, my story is so sort of, bizarre i guess my wife wrote a book wrote in a book all about it called strength in strangers and that's all about what it means to us but also our whole journey and all the profits go to harefield hospital to supply amazing equipment which the nhs currently don't get funding for mm. um you know it's sold three thousand copies and it's doing incredibly well and the main message at the back of that is you know if you think you signed the organ register or not or you think you might have told someone just have that five-minute conversation, just say, look, if anything happens to me, I'd like to help someone to go on, carry on living, uh, and I'd like to donate my organs. Just takes 30 seconds and just have that quick conversation. Andrew, I'm, I'm glad we waited and we didn't try and squeeze you into a couple of minutes because that uh, that's an incredible story, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, while we wait for GNS to uh, come to uh, their booked slot so we can talk to you about the situation that's developing in Australia. Uh, Got some Texas. Let's have some Texas. Uh, no name. Yep. Sods. Sports personality is awarded for sporting achievement, not personality. You well, it should, it. Be, it should be sports achiever of the year, you plum. Shouldn't it? Yeah. Not, not, it's called sports personality, personality. not sports achiever. <laughs> they should have a sports achiever. They should have a sports achiever and they should go up and they should get a certificate. Yeah. And that should be it. Right. Several people have been taken hostage all the way over in Sydney in Australia. At least three people have been seen inside with their hands up against the window holding a black flag with Arabic writing. We can get more details from our reporter Matt Leach. Matt, what's the latest you can tell us? Well, Ian, this is about people who may have popped in for a morning coffee and ended up being held at gunpoint, and that was 10 
hours ago now. Uh, this in the Lynch Chocolate Cafe in the heart of downtown Sydney, a very busy area. Chris Kenny had actually been inside that cafe just a few moments before and was standing outside when a woman raised the alarm. So I may well have been one of the last people to walk out of that cafe before this situation developed because police were arriving on motorcycles with a woman frantically telling them that she'd seen a man inside with a gun. She saw the customers having to put their hands up. One of the most confronting things about this is it was such a normal scene in such a public place uh, so uh, instantaneously turned into a situation of unspeakable horror. Now, in the last few hours, we've seen some developments here. We've seen five people running from this building, three men, and then shortly afterwards, two women, some of them wearing aprons, likely, of course, to be staff in this cafe. And uh, we don't know if they escaped or if they were released. And there's quite a lot we just don't know here. We, we don't yeah. know exactly how many people are inside, Ian. We, we don't know uh, what the motivation is for whoever's doing this, exactly who is doing it. But that black flag with Arabic writing on it does include the words there is no god but allah uh, and what are the police saying well they say they're on a footing consistent with a terrorist event here uh, andrew scipioni is the police commissioner of new south wales and he says they're doing all they can to bring this situation to a peaceful conclusion. We have tactical officers, we have negotiators. We are here in very, very big numbers. There are uh, hundreds and hundreds of officers involved in that very small, tight location right now. If need be, we will escalate that, and if uh, need be, we'll take it out to uh, many, many more. Now, many of these police officers are heavily armed, Ian, but a short while ago, the police again stressed they're trying to keep things calm and they said, we still have people being held here and we still have a person who we are dealing with. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Look at us pretending we're five live, local and vocal. Dave from Luton. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, boss. What have you got for us? Personality. Yes. BBC Personality of the Year. No. Name, name me. No. A personality. No. That should have got that award. No. It's BBC. Well, right. No. But it's no. It's BBC Sports Personality of the Year. Well, it should be BBC Sports Personal Services. Award. Not personality, but no. you tell me no. who's a personality that you would have put into that position as number one. Well, I don't know any sports people, but I know that there must be sports people who've got more personality than um, um, the, the, the driver whose name I've forgotten now. Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, her. Yeah, him. She's got no personality. He had personality. Well, why, why is it never on display? He has a lot of money and a fast car and a heavy right foot. That's it. Well, but this applies to anyone winning that award. There's no one with personality. I don't know if you're on my side or not, Dave. You keep contradicting yourself. I'm not with you. I'm I'm against you. I want another question. I'll give you a question. Why do you keep calling me? Really? Can you leave Claire alone? Because she's got a bad throat as well. Okay. She's not got a bad throat. She's Irish. That's her accent, you racist. No, it's no, no, it's, who? No, it's not. No, she's got. She told me she's got a bad throat. I think she said that so that she wouldn't have to talk to you for too long. And it, she's got a very nice ac- Irish accent. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, that's all right. But this personality business. 
I want you to tell me who has got personality today anywhere, regardless of sport. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. We miss you a very Christmas. Do 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 do. Is that it now? Is that is it between us? Morning, folks. All together now. We wish you a reggae Christmas. We wish you a reggae Christmas. We wish you a reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The lane closed between junctions 16 for Northampton West and 17 for the M45 at Coventry in the roadworks. But southbound it's easing off between junction 11 for Dunstall Road and 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road after the breakdown there. On the M25 clockwise there are severe delays between junction 13 for Staines and 17 for Maple Cross because of an accident, although that has been moved to the hard shoulder. It's also stop-start anti-clockwise between junction 21 for the M1 and 15 for the M4. In Bourne End on the A41 southbound there's reports that it's Closed southbound at the Bourne End services, and in Marlow Bottom on the A404, it's slow in both directions between the around the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout and the Bisham roundabout. It's looking very busy there as well. On the trains, there's no reports of any major problems, though. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 8.46, it's Monday the 15th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Five people have fled from a cafe in Sydney where a gunman has taken staff and customers hostage. Gross misconduct notices have been served to four Bedfordshire police officers. They're already being investigated over the death of Leon Briggs from Luton, who'd been detained just over a year ago. More than 100 people have died while waiting for an organ transplant in beds, hearts and bucks. Let's get the weather! Beds, Hearts and Bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, we've got a mostly dry day today, some sunny spells, but it will be cloudier at times. Temperatures up to about 7 degrees Celsius and staying dry through the night as well. Some clear spells, but a widespread frost with lows close to freezing and more sunny intervals on the way for tomorrow. Now, during daylight hours, it should stay dry, but we've got uh, a fair amount of cloud later on ahead of uh, some heavy rain through the night with highs of 6 degrees. It becomes more breezy from Wednesday onwards. By the morning, the night rain should have cleared but it's still going to be quite cloudy and some of us will have some drizzle to contend with. Thursday quite a cloudy day with some heavy rain through the night so a damp cloudy start to Friday but brightening up later on. That's the latest forecast. Tomorrow it's another night of cup football here on BBC Three Counties Radio. And at the second attempt Mark Cullen put it in and with six minutes played it's Berry nil Luton Town 1. Ball still bubbling around inside the penalty area, blocks on the line now, fired in and Berry have the equaliser. After only drawing against Berry in the first game, the Hatters host the replay knowing a win will put them in the third round. Shot me free kick there to the corner don't foul we end up going through but we didn't and we haven't so we'll, we'll go back and play again the FA Cup second round replay Luton versus Berry in Three Counties Sport tomorrow night from 7 here on BBC Three Counties Radio good evening my name is Roberta from the afternoon show and I wish you a reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year to everyone Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Preston. Oh, Roberto, sounding good. It's really sounding good. We were wondering if you might be able to get some of the other presenters from BBC Three Counties to record uh, reggae Christmas messages. Yeah, listen, no problem <laughs> at all. Would that be all right? I think, no you know, I think you know what I mean when I say that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what Can you, you mean. Can you get yeah. some, um, some VFs? Yes, yes. Now... <laughs> People now just take a little sneak look behind the curtain of what we get up to here at see Three Counties Radio. What VF? <laughs> what VF is somebody you might hear on the radio in the morning? Mm-hmm. Now, you've been in Shefford all morning. I have. What a pleasant place. And uh, people nice there, there this it? morning, yeah. um, absolutely outraged and disgusted. Yeah. About this bear. Well, well, they're not disgusted about the bear, but they're disgusted about the people complaining about this. This is Bernard bear. the polar bear outside the loft cafe. It says in uh, the sun that the bear is six foot tall. No, he's not. I've seen a pic. There's a picture of you on Twitter with the bear. It's yep. about two and a half foot, three foot. He's not big at all. He's not. Because you're quite wee yourself. You're only, what, 5'9"? I'm about 6 foot 3, to be oh, fair. Mate, come on, come on. I'm 6 foot 3, and you're two inches shorter than me. Oh, uh, no. Yes. No. Anyway, mm. you've uh, you've been there all morning. Uh, this bear has um, been threatened with an ASBO, yeah. apparently, from uh, Bed's uh, council, because, um, well, it's disturbing people and upsetting yeah. people. I mean, th- this polar bear, he sits on the high street and he makes people smile. Um, it's Christmas. He's all dressed up. Go and look at the picture. It's very hard for me this morning, boss, to be impartial about this because yeah. I got my microphone out and you may be thinking, well, are we going to hear the bear? Well, you'll hear a bit of the bear in a second, but you can barely hear him. And I was told by the staff this morning, no, we haven't adjusted the volume. This is how he sounds. You could barely hear this bear. Barely. Yeah, Yeah, barely, yes. But uh, people have complained, and now he's under investigation. Uh, We heard from locals earlier on who thought it was April the 1st. No, it wasn't. Uh, They were outraged. Um, In the last few minutes, I've been talking... I'm looking at the picture of you with the bear, you (laughs) plum. He looks cool, though, doesn't he? He looks good. How this could offend anybody, I don't know. So I've been talking to Connor Farndham. He's the owner's son. He came down to the shop and opened up and got the bear out and started pressing the buttons. We had a, a brief chat about this investigation, and here's what happened. So, Connor, here is the bear. Um, What's the situation? What have you been told about this bear? Well, we've been told that he's causing a noise nuisance uh, to the local people. Uh, We've had many, well, we've had a few complaints, and uh, I'm struggling to hear him over the traffic. I think everyone just can't get their heads around it, really, because this is a a a throughway for the school the school runs, and he just brings a lot of cheer to the kids. And we, we can barely hear him. Here he is. If I put the microphone right next to him. Well, you can hardly hear him. So, so are you being told you've got to turn this off at certain times, or we haven't been told anything as such? We've just been told it's an ongoing investigation. You don't know who's complained? How many complaints have come in? No, we don't know. Um, the only thing I would like to stress, though, is that it, the council are actually just doing their job, aren't they? It's the people that are complaining that are making it awkward for everyone. Maybe people just need to get into the old Christmas spirit. I mean, what's your message to those people who have complained about this? Because there's every chance they could be listening to this right now. What would you like to say to them? I think they should just lighten up a little bit and, um, you know, get, get into the spirit of Christmas. He's a... Barely a six foot bear, mm. and the part- that's not six foot. I'm about six foot three, and he comes up to my chest. That's not six yeah. foot, but it's the noise people are complaining about. Yeah, well, 
and just lighten up a bit. If it really bothers you that much, shut your windows. There you go. Uh, shut your windows if you don't shut like it. Shut your windows! Yeah, I mean, it's, seriously, it, it, it is. From what I've seen this morning, if they haven't adjusted the volume, and again, they tell me they haven't, they're open till midnight on Saturday. That's where I think the complaints will come from. Maybe when the, the traffic dies down and it is a bit quiet there, there are houses nearby, that could be the issue. But from what I've seen this morning, this is absolute nonsense. It really is. Justin, you're a fan of Coronation Street, aren't you? Oh, double episode tonight. It's a steak night, ribeye steak with a double curry. Yeah, Monday nights are good. I've not, I've not seen curry for a while. I, I, I used to love it. I don't like it so much now. Mm. Its viewers are falling by the wayside, Justin. It's doing terribly. Soap's lowest ever audience. Mm. Um, it got 4.9 million, and it's compared with Antiques Roadshow, which got 5.5 million, mm. and Country File. Which got 6.7 million. Shall I tell you the problem with Coronation Street at the moment? I did not know that John Craven was a country file. Th- things you learn, there, eh? Mm. Yeah, go on. What's the problem? OK, the problem is um, you've got writers there who are trying to put comedy into uh, very serious storylines. For example, at the moment, Steve McDonald, who yeah. has always been quite a funny guy, loves Steve McDonald. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, he's suffering with depression. And what they're trying to do is, is try to deal with a, a serious storyline like that and yeah. still try and make it funny. You can't uh, do that. But Coronation Street's always been a comedy, hasn't it? It has, but if somebody's dealing with depression, that's not funny. Is it funny? One of my favourite lines was um, Emily Bishop yeah. was talking to Norris mm. and she said, oh, well, it, it, he was so ugly, he had a... F- um, uh, a face like a bag of spaniels, <laughs> and Norris goes. I, I don't. I don't think it's spaniels. I think it's spanners. No, no, no. It's definitely spaniels. So it's always had gags in. Yeah, yeah. But but gags in the right places. If Steve McDonald is is dealing with depression, yeah. um, no. they, they've got that storyline horribly, horribly wrong. But uh, the bishop, uh, Emily, still looking good in Corrie. Still, I thought yeah. she was dead. No, no, she's still going strong. Um, the uh, it, they're putting it down to Michelle Keegan leaving. Right. Now, who was Michelle? She was Tina McIntyre. Yeah. Um, blame for Corrie's slump has been pointed at the de- departure of popular characters like Tina McIntyre. Mm, yeah. No, don't get that one myself. I mean, y- yes, she was. How can I put this? Uh, Go on. She was. Um, Go on. Yeah, sexy. Okay. She's a good, good-looking girl. Yeah. You know, she was yeah. the, the hot stuff on the street, but um, she she wasn't one of the the main characters in Corrie for me. Yeah. I think that's that that's a bit of a, a weak argument, really. What you need is you need more Dev. Oh, I love Dev. You've got to have more more um, Dev. Yeah, I, Dev I, it I, makes I went, it. I went to a, a Motown night in London about five <laughs> years ago. Seriously. <laughs> oh yeah. And Dev, he was sitting next to me. And you know what? I oh. couldn't care less who was on stage that night. I've forgotten. All I remember was sitting next to Dev. And you know what? He wears the same horrible clothes yeah, that he yeah. wears in Corrie oh. on the street. I have I've seen Dez, Dev uh, mm. uh, out and about so many times. Have you? So many times. Yeah, he's always, always... Well, I say so many times, twice. <laughs> once he was signing a copy of A Big Issue for a tramp. <laughs> and once, I'd just come back from holiday, and this is when I was into Coronation Street, and I'd Sky Plus, and I watched nine episodes of Corrie back-to-back. Oh, you legend. Yeah. And then I went... So I was like... I was, I was tripping on Corrie. Yeah. And then I went to my local Sainsbury's, 
Dev was stood right in front of me at the till. Oh, it was like I'd, I'd um, gone down the rabbit gosh. hole. Seriously, How did that man? make you feel as a person? It made me feel giddy, excited, nervous. I felt like a superstar. <laughs> hey, boss, do you want to do you want to hang out one Monday night and watch uh, Double Corey and have a, a ribeye steak? With do you me? know what, Justin? Yeah. Yes, I would. Let's do it. All right, brother. I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, take care. That's happening. That's happening, Kells. Sounds good. You got a trampoline in your back garden? I know, but I'd love one. Sorry? I'd love one. I'll ask you again. Have you got a trampoline in your back garden? No, but I'd love one. You don't get one. Don't get one. They account for all... They account for half. I've already halved it. They account for half of all childhood accidents and are leaving more adults injured for life. For life! So this isn't just a, oh, I've broken my thumb. This is a for-life injury. On a warm evening, let, let me give you an example. On a, this is from the mail. On a warm evening last June, Joanne Vassallo smiled at the happy scene in the garden of her four-bedroom home in Hertfordshire. While her husband, Luke, stoked the barbecue, their daughters whooped and hollered as they bounced around on the ten foot... When does it get to the sexy bit? Ten-foot trampoline. To one and fall on the barbecue. This was pr- precisely the... Mer- I hope no one dies here. This was precisely the merriment and exercise that Joanne had hoped the trampoline would provide for her children. They jump on a dark Back away, back away, back away. Oh, no, it's okay. Several hours later, though, and Joanne Forty, a teaching assistant, and Luke Forty Two, a retail manager, were pacing the corridors of Barnet General Hospital, wishing they'd never bought it. By then, their youngest daughter, Louisa, seven, was on the operating table having emergency surgery. Don't worry, it's just her elbow. Louisa had shattered her left elbow so badly after falling awkwardly on the trampoline while attempting a somersault... that surgeons had to reset the bone and insert two metal pins the size of large temp pegs to hold it in place. I would have loved something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not laughing at the injury. No, no, because that's cool to have metal things in you. I never broke my arm as a kid. Oh, blimey, look at the time. The show's finished. We've ended on a real downer. Everything was all right. She had metal pins. The elbow was fun. Um, Hang on, let me get one of the... The elbow was fun. Fine, fine. Let me just get one of um, the the, uh, Three Counties leading presenters to, to lighten the mood. Good evening. My name is Roberta from the afternoon show. And I wish you... A reggae Christmas and a reggae New Year to Phew, everyone. We, we saved it just in time. Thanks, Roberta. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there's still a lane closed between Junction 16 for Northampton West and 17 for Coventry, causing some queues. On the M14 northbound, it's very slow from the Denham roundabout towards the M25. Um, but on the M25 clockwise, it's easing off now between Junction 16 for the M40 and 17 for Maple Cross. In Bourne End, on the A41 southbound, it's closed at the Bourne End services. And in Watford, on the Exchange Road, that's looking very busy around Beach and Grove as well. In Chiswell Green, on the A405 North Orbital Road, it's very slow around the Shell Roundabout and the Tippendale Lane towards St Albans that might hold you up. No reports of any problems though on the trains. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. And finally, Scott, we should have done this as a phoner. Scott says, I drunkenly went on a friend's trampoline, trampoline and landed on their shed. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Claire. Thank you, Justin. We're back tomorrow at six. Until then, from us, ta-ta. Local.
topical and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, 